I do this? Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, DJ. What's up, man? How's it going, Reyes? Cool to see you. I'm just getting this thing started up now, doing a little bit of a setup here. <clears throat> Good to see everybody. Oh, anyone who can see you live, Reyes, come on. I think. How's it going, people? Someone joins. Anyone can see their live videos. Can also watch this. Accept. Sorry for the clunky beginning. Okay. And we did it. DJ. We Good did it. Know. How's it going, man? You're doing well. Are, are you using uh, some sort of like ear, like a earphone microphone thing, off or are you just cam. doing the, the audio off the camera? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing the same. But I mean, it's quiet. Yeah, so it's, that's it's ten here, help. so it should be quiet. Yeah, it's, hopefully, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, good to see you. Good to see you, dude. Cool. You're set up yeah, in the backyard. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of town, but I'm set up in the backyard. Oh, you're oh, oh, you're still on vacation. Yeah, that's cool. Where uh, where did you guys end up so going I'm, to? As best I can be, I brought a light, but the closest plug is like thirty feet that way. So, yeah, <laughs> I can see there? I can see any of your glasses. Yeah, actually, I mean, background's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice, nice foliage back there. When when uh Michael comes on, is he gonna be on like, like split one of our faces? Yeah, think, Dude, do you know how that's oh, gonna? So you're gonna be on top, and I'll be him side by side. That's what I've. But I've, okay. yeah, I've that's cool. Never done this. This this is all this is all new to us, man. <laughs> so how, how, uh, how's the good, vacation man. going? It's pretty good hanging out. We I think this is the uh, like sixth year we've come down here in a row so we're kind of kind of burnt out on it but uh it's been, <laughs> yeah my my youngest daughter absolutely hates the ocean which is what we found out yesterday so okay okay that's i mean down in yeah, galveston yeah. that, that could be an issue pack up from the beach <laughs> that's when she's the most happiest on the trip so i mean as a kid i i can say I really wasn't the biggest fan of the ocean with the sand and like the like you know just the suit i mean pacific ocean oh, yeah. you know really cold here so that too but the well, huntington because yeah. both my parents are <laughs> from the area so that's that's the beach i grew up in so galveston is nothing galveston is weaker waves yeah. than laguna like it's it's not even there it's not a surf it's not anything and it's all it's like brown water because we get all the crap from the mississippi river that flows in yeah not the pretty uh, emotions for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
I've never, I've, I've never been to the, or never seen the, the Gulf of Mexico. I've never been to any, any of the ocean there. I've been to the East Coast, seen, you know, yeah. uh, up in Northern Virginia. But you know, all my, all my experience with the ocean is mostly yeah, just man, the that, Pacific Ocean. Uh, so. We've done, we've done cruises, so I've gone around. There's definitely nicer spots. <laughs> as far as being able to do shit in the water, now Huntington. Epic, man nice big waves yeah. that'll knock you on your ass like that's where it's at everywhere else is just pretty yeah. and pretty can't do anything in pretty yeah like you've been in the yeah yeah i i, I went to uh, my honeymoon yeah. was in hawaii oh sorry i had a, had a little bit of a, a jump jump there let me I think you're there. Yeah, I'm here. You're there? Yeah, you're good. You're a little hear funny, me? but you're Yeah, okay, good. I I uh I have I have I have an extender that I, I wasn't hooked up to, my Wi Fi. So it's it's hooked yeah. up to there now, so hopefully it's yeah, I'm, I'm just there. on data because I ain't got <clears throat> shit out here. Yeah. yeah. Beat that way. So... Oh, I'm on data. Was that? Wi-Fi it doesn't get like for the place we're at doesn't come back this far. Okay, okay. Well, that's that's cool, man. So yeah, we we've been we've been sitting here talking for like, a few minutes and haven't even talked about cigars. So that's uh that's that's an that's, accomplishment that's right there. It's the goal, man, just to hang out. I did nothing special, I know. Yeah, I I sent I sent Michael an invite. But it said he couldn't join, so I don't know if the invite is still there from whenever he's able to join, or if we'll have to resend an invite. I, I'm not sure. Well, once again, you know, when, if, so this. he can click your live and then request just like what I did, because what I tried to hit your your invite to mine and it passed. Then I was just like, yeah. I was I was hopping the channel. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Well, that's cool, man. Cool, cool vacation so far. Are you uh, are you headed back uh, soon? We leave up Sunday. Be here for a couple more days. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I was recently in in Tennessee, in Kentucky, okay. for the first time. So that was uh, and yeah. that's that's when I went to Bucky's. Yeah. The first time I went to went to a Bucky's. Were you Richmond, you there for Kentucky. the derby? So. Now, you know what the funny thing is? Like, my, my wife and I scheduled to go there, uh, like, back in January, just to, just to see the area, because I've never been. I've always wanted to see the Smoky Mountains yeah. and just, you know, see Kentucky and all that. And uh, we get there. I think we got there on a Wednesday in Louisville. And, like, people are like, oh, happy derby. Happy, like, they, they would say to each other, happy derby. It's like, what is what? It's like, oh, we look, and they're like, it's just coincidentally, oh. it's a Kentucky Derby that weekend. So, the fact that the fact that we got oh, like yeah. hotel rooms and everything was insane. But but we just we yeah, scheduled sure way was, way ahead of time. Yeah, I, I just I don't get that whole thing with the hats and the weird suits and and but hey, teach their own. Not not my vibe. Yeah yeah not 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 really my vibe. I, I agree. That's cool. Yeah man, we're just we're just hanging out to get away for the most part. That's really it. We're yeah. 
the uh, Smoky Mountains yeah. probably this fall, maybe. That's what we're trying to do. That's cool. Just, yeah, just we're for trying vacationing. To do different things. Like my family did the same vacation every single year. And aside from Gal, go somewhere else. Same. So I'm like, you know what? I've, I've always wanted to go. I think it's like a 12 hour drive. <laughs> okay. Well, and that, that's kind of the good thing for you being central in Texas is like driving isn't like too uh, out of the question to like yeah. to go to a lot of areas. With California to drive to Tennessee, that's you know that's that's a multi-day trip. You know, it's 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 a no-go. The old, like the one of the very few perks of just being in California is like it's driving distance from from Las Vegas, and it's a way shorter flight to Hawaii if you go to Hawaii. That's that's really it as far as traveling goes. Yeah, yeah. I... Texas is like, I think, what was it? Someone I said, it's a good place to live, but it's a terrible place to visit because there's nothing to do there. I mean, we have yeah. Six Flags, yeah. and it's the original Six Flags. And people who designed Disneyland designed Six Flags, but it's, it's I mean, it's Castle Park, in essentially. Like that. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'm the only person that'll get but that like, reference in this chat. I showed up and I was like, oh. This is okay, sure. It, yeah. but yeah. that's all yeah. it really is. But I would I wouldn't recommend yeah. people come visit. But, but it's a good place to live, at least right now. Yeah. So and so like living out in Texas for a decade now, <clears throat> do you miss do you miss California? Like do you do you miss the like you know you're you're content with your life in Texas? And, like, don't miss California more than, you know, your life yeah, more in Texas right now. I liked California. So <laughs> when I, I, I was ready to move when we moved just because I was fed up with being in California. Like, that was yeah. having a giant-ass chunk of your paycheck taken on top of everything else that you – like, when we, when we moved here, I didn't work for, like, three months that whole first year. I still owed California money. Like, we like, – my taxes, like, like, oh, we got a return, yeah. except for California. They still want more money back. So it was, it was nuts. But you know, it's, all, it's, just, it's just different. Yeah. The people are, are different when they actually ask, like, how you're doing at a grocery store. They're genuinely asking how you're doing. Uh, there, there's some really yeah. – I mean, I was 45 minutes away from the beach, 45 <clears throat> minutes away from Disneyland, an hour away from L.A., an hour away from San Diego. Like, it, it was real convenient – but other than yeah. that, I mean, that and the weather is nice, except for the fact there is no weather. And then Texas is the polar opposite. It's every single day is something different. Yeah, but it's the weather's pretty oh, bipolar we'll, out there. For a while, we had, like, you wake up and it's, like, 30 to 40 and then 90 by the evening or maybe a thunderstorm. It, it, it yeah. And thunderstorms can hit yeah. any point in time. And that, that's the thing, too. We don't, in California, we don't know what a thunderstorm is. Oh, yeah. Is. Like, like because uh, when, when I was uh, in Tennessee, you know, a thunderstorm rolled in where, like, the beads of water were, like, you know, this thick. I was like, what, what is this? Like, are, are we on Mars? Like, what, what yeah. planet am I on? And, yeah, it's just we, oh, we have no seasons. Like, I'm out here. It's, you know, it's 66 degrees. It's gorgeous weather. You know, it's we, we don't. But at, at the same time, that gets boring, and you you don't appreciate it because it's like that all oh, the yeah, freaking time. Yeah, yeah. 
the heat's different too. Like in Texas, it's a moist heat. California, I tell people all the time, like, no, it's great weather. Like, it is, but it's also you open your front door, and it's like when you open up an oven, that, bam, is kind of how the heat is. It's just, it's just different. But it, it was nice. Although I do, the amount of green Christmases you have, like I remember, it'd be ten o'clock in the morning, and it'd be on December, like ninety degrees, and we're scootering outside and. Christmas versus my wife who grew up in Texas and she'll like have just snow. And I'm like, that's really not have that. I have yeah. the same thing here. You could have a scorpion. Yeah. 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 And, and I, <clears throat> when I went back to the East coast for the first time as, as an adult, it was in September and it was hot and it was, it wasn't a dry hot like here in California. It was a wet hot, you know, like the lot of, you know, swamp ass weather. I wasn't used to that. Like I, I know it probably, I, I know I'd probably get used to it over time. But like the humidity, like I, being a Californian, it's something that I'm just wasn't used to whatsoever. Yeah, it's 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 different, man. Even like it depends. It looks like Michael's. What would you get? Did you yeah, get a, he said he a notification? Back. He's gonna get on ASAP. Hey, Calvin. Okay, cool. What's up, man? That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Calvin's been uh, been commenting. I'm, I'm terrible. You know, this is our first time doing this, so you know, terrible at reading comments and interacting with her. We'll we'll get better as we go along. Yeah, I poured like a bucket of off on me, and I'm still getting tore up by mosquitoes. Oh, that's and that that's another thing too. There's barely any oh. mosquitoes in California. And it's like, I don't like California, so I don't, I shouldn't be like talking it up so much because I, I don't want to live here for, for that much longer. But that's one thing, like mosquitoes, they're pretty minuscule. Hey, Dan. Uh, yeah. So the first time I visited Texas, I think I had around 30 mosquito bites up and down both my legs within the first day. It's like they sense new blood. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You're you're just you're sweet to them, DJ. They just they, they, they do. do. Awful. The first time I visited was in the summer, and I'm like, this is like a wet, gross, hot. It's not the same. But their their yeah. air conditioning is running. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So I see I see Michael joined. So I but I'm not sure. How we can add so him he, to the... So he could push a button that says request to join live, and then you should get notification. That's what I did. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll keep a lookout for that. Oh, yeah, the gas prices, too. It's like six-something uh, a gallon yeah, here. We hit, just, we hit, insane. I think, 435, which for Texas is ridiculous. Like, I, I have a picture on my phone... Uh, with like Kroger points from 2019, got gas for 43, 43 cents a gallon. Oh my gosh, that that oh, yeah. stabs me in the heart. Man. For a small commuter car for that reason of gas, and I'm like, this was wasted on me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I can't I I get my work pays for my gas so I, I shouldn't I shouldn't complain too much but but you know for for on yeah. behalf of my boss on behalf of my company I'll I'll, I'll complain. Yeah, I remember I think when I was living out there the worst I got was about 5 bucks a gallon. 
and I remember I'd, I'd fill up my like 1990 Pontiac Bonneville and then drive to work. Like I'd fill it up just so I could get there and back yeah. for the week. And that's it. Cause my, <laughs> it's gas gauge was broken. So it had two, it had two settings and it was like full halfway and then you're out of gas. So that was always fun. But I can't um, like crazy. I, I've seen yeah. people with diesel trucks, all the, all the bro trucks out there got to be crying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All the gas guzzlers out there. Oh, okay. So my, I think Michael said he's 25, 25 okay. minutes out. So he'll, he'll be on in a bit. Should, should we wait to, to light yeah. up for him? I got, to. should be yeah. I, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have the, my phone's at a, it should be should be pretty good. It probably it probably just paused yeah. right there, huh? <laughs> I was I was checking I was checking my battery percentage. I, I'm I'm good Ooh. to go for the night. I think we kind of should be giving test. Yeah, I mean that would be cool if we're just all giving Teslas. That that Tesla. would that that would be nice. I mean, I yeah. I was in high school and people were talking about everyone should just get hybrid cars. And now everyone's driving electric. What even happened to hybrid? Uh, they're still around, but the the one thing that that's uh, I'm not seeing take off at all is uh, hydrogen fuel cell, <laughs> like those Toyota Mirais. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, the, there's. Uh, I mean, I see stations here in California, which is probably you know the freaking the central for this kind of technology. I, I I see maybe like three stations here. But that's a technology I'm not seeing take off at all. Now we're in, I mean, gas prices are a little cheaper here because you're right next to every, not every, but many refinery plants. I mean, Valero is in Galveston. You can drive through it, which is pretty cool and psychotic to see because it looks very mad. But uh, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this, so this is this is your your annual vacation you yeah. guys usually go on to, and and you're you're gonna hopefully switch it up this you know this uh, fall yeah. going to Tennessee. What when when I grew up as a kid, where I went to was a houseboat in Lake Powell. I don't know if you've heard of Lake Powell or been been there before. It's uh it's on the border of okay. Arizona and Utah, and it's uh, it's part of the it's part of the uh, it's like. I think it goes like Lake Mead, Lake Havasu, Lake Powell, as far as like the Colorado gotcha. River is how it like goes down. And so it's a gorgeous, gorgeous country out there. Like I, I would never, I, I would never think I would want to live in like a desertous terrain, but like visiting that kind of topography, like the mesas and like the majestic, you know, the like, uh, you know, prism sunsets, just gorgeous. So that as a kid, we had always go for spring break for our house. We had a timeshare on a houseboat, and that that was our summer vacation. Yeah. Just absolutely loved it as a kid. So, yeah. So it's e either way, you know, your you know your daughters they're they're getting family memories for for life for a lifetime. So that that is that's cool what you're doing. Even though it's like it can get repetitive, it's that repetitiveness that's making it stick in the yeah. brain as a memory. Doing it since I think we did it when, when first was eight-ish two we came down here and stayed at like uh we stayed at an actual hotel 
And then we realized that the hotels are crazy expensive compared to just doing Airbnbs for what you get. So that's what we do. Uh, we're running out like condos like that, which would be pretty close because we're near the beach. But this time we're actually at like someone's house, which is a little different. Yeah. And my, uh, we got, we got in a question from my dog. My dog asked, where would, where would each of you like to vacation the most? <laughs> uh, would you like to go first? My dog, where would DJ? I like to vacation first? <coughs> or the, I'd like to go to yeah. Ireland. The most. Ireland. Okay. Are, are you Irish? Uh, supposedly, ethnic background I mean, you Irish did the DNA tests, and now people find out that everything they were told was a lie. But yeah, supposedly I'm like a fourth Irish. It'd just be cool to hang out there. Uh, it's really beautiful on there. Yeah, like they have a. I can't think what it's called. It's some series of of rocks that are supposedly were a mountain that were pressed down by a giant. Um, and it's just a whole lot of pretty scenery. That's all I got to do. Um, but yeah. Any early, any place that you could go to cool picture. Yes. It's, yeah. it's all about the gram, isn't it? I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I went to, growing up, it was Huntington, which we were like 45 minutes away, so it was stupid to vacation there anyway, or Vegas. Kids can't really do much yeah. in Vegas. So... I'm no. cool to travel anywhere. So where, where, where would you go? Uh, first thing that always pops in my mind is, uh, oh, there's there's my dog commenting. Ireland with the four-leaf clover. Good job, Rutherford. Um, my first thing that always pops in my head when, when I'm asked that question is Iceland. So just uh, just a little bit to the left of where you want to go. <clears throat> just because the, the alien topography, just how just how like unique it is there. I hear it's very expensive to go though, um, like as far as like you know yeah. like dinners and just when, when you're there, stuff like that. <coughs> yeah, uh, and it's you know it's just it's a part of the world that yeah. you don't really see that. No, I, you know, I would I wouldn't know what it would look like if if someone was describing it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and also I've been I've been seeing a lot of stuff uh, about. Um, like Canada lately and just seeing like the freaking crows. I swear. Like there, there's so many times when I'm trying to like record a review back here and the crows are just like con all over the place. It's so freaking annoying. Um, but yeah, I, I see like, uh, like the, the Canadian Rockies and like Banff Na national park. It's, yeah. It just looks beautiful there. So, so that 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 would be another place that I'd like to visit, especially being on the same you know continent. It'd be cool to go there, you know. Yeah, so forward to going to the Smokies. Yeah. Like I said, I was like forty-five minutes away from Disneyland. So we've driven from Texas to California. So, like I've seen everything along those tracks. It'd be nice. To I mean, I, I haven't. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gone to the East Coast. I don't think most people would consider the East Coast. Besides, besides what? Besides where, DJ? Like, oh, Florida, Florida. Yeah, Florida's kind of East Coast, thing, but no one you know? would consider that the East Coast. 
yeah it's it's like it's it's either the yeah. south or yeah. florida you know that, that's like the way people define it in their minds is that either i i went there for the first time when i was 27 years old and i was just i was just baffled by how flat it was yeah like you know being being a california kid and you, you know you you lived here you you know how like the mountains and the hills and everything just landing in florida was just like i felt like i was christopher columbus falling off the edge of the earth you know it's just so yeah. flat that, that's how texas is too i mean it's you you don't see mountains or anything in the distance it's just land except it's green aside from brown so that's that's the big difference there is flying in you're like hey trees trees northern california yeah, to see they're yeah. not palm either this is pretty cool yeah you, you get yeah you get nothing but brown here she's like coming coming back here from the smokies yeah. was was quite a change for sure <laughs> just crazy so so when you're doing reviews you typically yeah, do them in your garage right so so when you're doing your your reviews in your garage, is the thing that you have to battle the most as far as like recording goes? Is it just people coming in and out, like opening the garage door, like because I, I just talked about the birds in my freaking backyard. That's that's the thing I deal with the most as far as like trying to record and make it's not uh, too much sound pollution. Is like is that like the thing that you have to deal with the most as far as like trying to record? Uh, it's the it's content? being in, in suburbia for me. Like it's all my neighbors doing all the different shit that they have to do. Because for the most part, I either no one's home yeah. or it's at night or just kind of I, I, a time where I'm no I'm not going to be in the way be taking up the garage, but it's a uh, lawn crews roofing. My neighbor across the street has like a, a team of people that come by and pressure wash all his cars. So then he'll have like it's a, it's a divorced, it's like a multi-divorced family that basically there. But he'll have all of them bring their car. Then it's just a marathon of pressure washing for like two hours every other Friday. So I'll forget and I'll go to shoot a review on a Friday. I'm like, oh shit, I'm not, this is not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Uh, and then I can't a garage door because then it gets yeah. freaking hot. Or I just basically hot box it with cigar smoke and that's awful. So but that's, that's my. Yeah. It's a, that, that'll make. Yeah. So, so I, that, that'll, that'll make you queasy hotboxing hot yourself so in the garage. Right above me is our Christmas tree. So every got to like load that thing up with the, yeah. the different uh, the scent sticks because it will just reek like a whole bunch of cigars. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm in like just a Punch. nice little niche corner of the garage. So and it works as long as I have to keep my car in the garage. But lately. In people are just getting crazy. So I, I started parking my car in my garage because of like someone in my neighborhood reported their catalytic converter getting stolen in the broad daylight. Which I don't think that, that I started yeah. thinking about it more, and I'm like, no. What happened is when you were at work for your night shift, someone stole it. You drove home, didn't realize it, woke up, and it was gone. Because like. That's just not yeah. a thing for my neighborhood. Um, and no one else reported yeah. it, which is the other thing. Like, if if they were hitting it, and my street has like at least at least thirty cars that park on the street, so I'm like, chances of me getting hit first pretty damn low. 
So I'm like, someone first, and then I'll just park it yeah. back inside. But yeah, even though with it yeah. in the car, I, 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 I have like a two, maybe like a three foot strip. I figured out how to set up my camera so that it still kind of looks like I'm in the right spot. But uh, when I when I dropped <laughs> my laptop when I first got here, I might have also killed my hard drive that has all of the Pick Jimmy stuff on it. And I won't find out until I get another computer, to, like some other computer to plug it in and see if it turns on. So I may have lost six so, videos. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. So, so you dropped you dropped the laptop, and the laptop's yeah, just not no, turning it's dead. on. It, right I, I, uh, I didn't. So we packed differently, and normally I have the laptop like in the passenger seat because the trunks you. We packed enough that there was yeah. enough space in the trunk. I'm like, cool, throw it back there. Didn't even think. And I just opened it. It's the first thing that slid out, and I was like, well, damn. So it 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 lights up, but the processor doesn't connect. So what I'm assuming is hard drive's broken. And I got a couple quotes from people back in 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 uh, uh, Fort Worth, and I'm gonna take it to the guy and just see what it is. But it ranges like it could be 150 bucks, could be 600 plus. I don't know until I see. It. I'm like, all right, well, you at least gave me a range, and everyone else was just like, I won't know. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, at least at least you have yeah, like some the main thing some window is data recovery. And I'm pretty sure I've had every type of hard drives for the past three years. Uh, as soon as I stopped doing my Damn. agency business full time, <laughs> I backed everything up on hard drives and I just kind of used the computer as needed. So, and then YouTube happened. So I'm like, all right. Yeah. So I don't know what's dead, what's broken, but possibly everything's gone. So I, I, I don't know. Until I. Dude, that's that it's it sucks it sucks to be in that in that limbo stage you're in now too. Where yeah, it's like you don't I'm, know. I'm just, you know? I'm just not gonna make it until I get back and it's not a big deal now. And my wife was like, Well, do you wanna like try and find someone here? I'm like, No, because I don't wanna be sitting there and then I'm Yeah. And you're on vacation. Like, it's 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 you know? dead already. It's gonna be dead in a week from now or whenever we get back. I mean worst yeah. case scenario, I lost yeah all the footage I had, but I can pull down the files from YouTube, but then I'd have to rebuild every piece of branding. Cause that's, that'd just be gone. Okay. It's, it's not so the end of the world, scared. but it's very unfortunate that I didn't just think to like, Hey, like flying on an airplane, uh, you have shift during travel. Didn't even think. And just. Out of sight, out of mind, man. I forgot I was back there. And like you, yeah, yeah, and you 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 record in 4K, right? You post in 4K. Yeah. So you you have you have like a lot of data too, and I just I I did my first two videos in 4K, and it took so long to upload to YouTube. I'm just like I I'm, yeah. I'm not doing it. I uh for space safe, I I I try and be as as minimalist as possible because. I I'm not going to go back and yeah. ever use this footage again. I'm just not. So I always delete footage anyway, and I just save yeah. the final product part, except my entire tour yeah. of El Rolo in, in Florida, that everything was saved there. So I have like, I have a picture of me with yeah. Bobby Newman and like a couple of shots that are on my iCloud. But other than that, all that's probably gone. But it depends. So I'm hoping that the laptop took the majority <laughs> of the impact from the concrete and the hard drive's fine. Uh, 
Yes. That, is it a plastic case or metal case? It's a and it's a plastic case. I normally <coughs> buy, uh, what are they? Lacy hard drives? I can't think of what they're called. But they're, they're metal cases with an orange rubber ring. And they're designed to help somewhat with impact. Okay. And for whatever reason, I didn't this past time. Yeah. Uh, maybe it would take too long to get there. It was yeah. slightly cheaper. I don't know. This is the one time I didn't. And mainly because it's, it's, it's YouTube. If, if it all died tomorrow, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right, right hobby now, yeah. And I could keep going. <laughs> it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. But no, all my old client data is backed up on a hard drive in Fort Worth. All my family photos are backed up on another hard drive in Fort Worth. I got pictures from like 2012 when we went to Arizona, which is a drive through animal park in Arizona, uh, which has like you drive That's through cool. bears, uh, which is weird, but it was cool. Uh, that's all drive. Yeah. I, I went through back in 20, I want to say 17 or 18. I had a custom laptop built by, I can't think of who it is. Not origin, maybe origin. Some it's a gaming company out in, in Miami and we went back and forth. Basically. Huh. They sent me a lemon basically that had a, an internal error with uh, the track mat. Like if you use the track mat a certain way, it'd crash your laptop instantly. Because of that, yeah. I had so yeah. many issues with that computer. I started just backing everything up on hard drives. Just because I'm like, if this thing dies, I'll have something. But I mean, it just, I won't know till Monday, yeah. shit in to see if it actually <clears throat> works or not and how much it costs to fix the actual laptop. The dude that I talked to for sure was like, oh, he's like, if you just want a laptop, I could swap out two pieces and put in Windows. It should work no problem. I'm like, okay. So it's the data. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what okay. that no problem means. But, I mean, no problem is, yeah. is, is, I mean, I had to fix, for my job, we had like an eight terabyte hard drive got corrupted. And the company charged them, I want to say 1400 bucks to recover the data, the data. And he was literally like, yeah, it was just broken. So I had to put it in a new hard drive. I'm like, okay. But. So, <laughs> I, I had to take it off. So it yeah. just depends, man. But I'm not gonna worry yeah. about it till I yeah. get back. Yeah. Well, when it when it comes to like technology and stuff like that, I used to be really good at it. I used to be able to build my own computers. I was very tech tech savvy. But like, as I got into like my later twenties and now early thirties, I and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, just the invention and the advent of the iPhone because the technology is so simplified. So because of that, I got so used to just, you know, yeah. having things just work. And then now, now I, I feel like I'm tech stupid, like setting up this, like this tonight, you know, I'm just like, I felt, you know, I was like 75, like what button do I press? Yeah, I can... You know, like, all that stuff. But now, luckily I have my wife, who's like a tech wizard right now. So she like anything tech wise, you know, she, when I started doing reviews on, on, you know, started recording everything, she's, she's the one that told me how to use final, final cut. She's the one that, you know, that showed me like what kind of hard drive to get all the externals. And, you know, we bought a nice iMac and everything like per her, you know, yeah. per the specs that she wanted. Like if it weren't, if it weren't for her, my reviews would be like letterbox black and white, you know, that that's, 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 I'll somehow manage to do that, you know, so she, 
she, she's been like my, uh, <laughs> she, she's looking at me right now. She's, uh, she, she's been my tech, uh, my tech uh, muse for, for, for uh, yeah. the lack of better term. But yeah, she's, she, she totally, she totally That's helps me with the, all that stuff. So, yeah. And, and I, let's, let's get, I just want to give out, since I'm looking at her right now, how about a shout out to our wives? Since, you know, our, our wives have to be so cool to let us do this. I'm not, not just, not bullshitting. Just like, this is to be able to like, take the time to be able to do what we do and for them to be cool with it. And for them to, you know, to not only be cool with it, but encourage it. And my wife smokes with me sometimes too. That's pretty freaking cool. So sh shout out to the wives. All, all of our wives. What is your favorite? What is your favorite? My father or AJ Fernandez cigars? That's what Calvin would like to know. Okay. So my my favorite, my father. Uh, okay, that's uh, okay. Yeah, uh, there's Rutherford talking for for my wife, and um. So my favorite, my father cigar, it'd probably have to be one of the LEs. They, they come in the single coffins. Um, it's, it's of the same ilk of the one that, that you just smoked, the, the Garcia, e Garcia, the, uh, the Garcia and Garcia. Uh, that's, a, that's a limited. I don't know why they release it in a 10 count box and not a coffin, but they usually release the cigars of their limited cigars yeah. in cough in single coffins and like a box, of, in mm. like a box of 14, I think. Um, so at, but, oh shoot. No, the, this is, this is going to sound really friggin' bougie, way bougie, but the, the best, my father's cigar I've ever had was the humidor deluxe, which is like the one that's, you can't find, that friggin' I was lucky enough to get one. It's a hundred dollar cigar. Okay. My buddy gave it to me, so that that it's like they released like a total of seven thousand of those cigars. So that's that's probably the my favorite that that I've had. But that's you know it's it sounds way too you know uh, prick too too much like a prick to say that. So I'll I'll just say, uh, sorry, this Are is you? a very convoluted answer. Um, I'll I'll just say I really, actually I'll say the okay. Florida Lesson TS, because that cigar is the cigar that got me back. It like reignited my passion for cigars, because I I started smoking in two thousand eight. I got into it really hard, and then like around 2010, 2011, it became more of like um like uh just a casual thing, like once every month or so. Um, but when I had the Flor de Les Antillas in 2012, when that cigar won Cigar of the Year, that cigar just blew my palate away. Like the first release of that cigar when they when those came out were just phenomenal. So I'll, that that that'll be my answer for for uh, my favorite my father and my favorite AJ Fernandez. That's just going to be the Man of War uh, Man of War Ruination. That's my favorite AJ Fernandez. Uh, I had I I had one of those with like six years of age on it. And it was phenomenal. And it was the initial release too. It had the foot band on it. I'm getting into way nerd territory here, but it, it when the first Man of War Ruinations came out, it wasn't like the silver band like like they have now. It was just a Man of War band, regular band, but with an extra foot band. That that was the original Ruination. So it was one of those. It was one of those with like six years of age, and it was phenomenal. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry, that that took no, up a that's, lot that's of time cool. right there. <laughs> that you were, I mean, I yeah, I, that's a. I just smoked that cigar right before we left, because uh, 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 Dan sent me the ten year anniversary. So I smoked the first one because uh, Johnny Hoover sent me that uh, maybe like a year ago. I don't know how long there, uh, oh. but that was a good cigar. I liked it. I'm not a huge fan of, of tapered tips in general, but I like that one a lot. It's so, it's so funny. You, you just you just mentioned Johnny, and I just saw a comment of his pop up that he commented yeah. on one of my videos. So it's, is he is he on Instagram? I don't I think don't he's know. on Instagram. Uh, I think I don't think I've seen his account on there now. Yeah, he, he should get an Instagram. He probably doesn't know about this. All right, once we're once we're done with this, is it going to be able yeah, to be Yeah, so when saved? you're done, when it's done posting it, you'll have the option to post it as a reel, delete it, or download it. I think those are the three options. Okay. And we could we could just post this on, on uh, YouTube <laughs> just download as well. It, upload it. That's, what, um, that's how I watched some of the, the lives that uh, 505 did, is he posted them on his, his channel before YouTube ripped through that. Yeah, yeah. I I feel bad for that guy, man. Like it's he's he's he was very uh consistent with his with his output too. And uh and yeah, he's he's he seems like a good dude. I haven't talked to him much. I, I don't really know him that well or anything like that, but yeah, he, it's, he it's seems been like a minute a good since dude. I've talked to him, but it's yeah, it's crazy. It's just a lot a lot of poofing. People got poofed out of existence. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm gonna turn the light down, right, real quick. Just a second. I think I'm. I'm a little bit overexposed. There we go. Is that better? I don't want it totally off. That's. <coughs> That's a little bit better. Uh, but but yeah, uh, have you been hit with anything as far as like uh, any more? Uh, notifications that things have been adult you know age restricted anything upload, like that recently uh, every upload every upload it's uh, uh I, I don't know if the runation so i kept the runation one privated until i think i just scheduled it yesterday to go out this friday and i think it's i don't think it's age restricted yet but everything else as soon as it gets uploaded it gets age restricted now right away yeah yeah i it, luckily, you know, yeah, everything I do, I post as private and, until, until it's posted. The one I posted, the Drew Estate one I posted on, I think, Saturday. Or sun, sun, what, Saturday or Sunday. It got, I think, I, we're talking in, in the chat chat with uh, my, Michael and myself and you. Uh, it was it was age-restricted within, like, 15 minutes of it going live. So and then and then the one I posted yesterday, it still hasn't been age restricted. So it's it's totally, like you said, like you were talking about with your idea of like you know the, the yeah. video series you wanted to do. There's something, there's some you know form algorithm that that triggers it as far as like what we say. There's a way to beat it, but uh, but yeah. And then also I'm getting like um, notifications that. I was uh, like videos that I posted like months ago. I just get, I get a random email from YouTube. This video has been age restricted. 
it's like I, I it, there's no rhyme or reason as to like what's going on and like why they're doing what they're like that why that video is being age restricted at that time you know no they're going now it's going through my shorts and every now and then it'll get a short it'll get ticked especially if i did a question like uh like what's the best cigar for the or something uh, like that for that video anything anything that has a question yeah. to do with cigars automatically gets hit that's what i'm saying i don't know if it's just the word cigar or what so maybe two years ago they want down on swear words on, yeah. on, on their TOS. And they're like, you can still swear, you just have to be advertiser friendly. So there's a, a huge channel that does YouTube, and not just YouTube, but marketing consulting in general. Um, so their, their big thing was don't say anything bad for the first 30 seconds. If you have a swear word in the first 30 seconds, it's going to get you dinged right away for demonetized. I'm not monetized <laughs> at all, but so there's got to some said, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's a code, so there has to be some if thens for it to trigger. I just don't know what it is. Um, I think it'd be fun to to yeah. try and like literally wait x amount of minutes till you say the word cigar and see if what one gets hit or if they all get hit. Yeah, uh, and I noticed the the reviews that I've been posting that are like really good cigars cigars yeah. that I'm recommending, those yeah. are the ones that age restricted the most. So, you know, so if you're, if say if like the, you know, the punch Fu Manchu, that cigar will yeah. probably never be age restricted. The latest video from Texas Cigar Roadshow, he did an unboxing and recommended you get a cigar and he got a strike for it. So saying you should buy this, I think now is, is like potentially, yeah, you get a strike. Which is like anything, because technically you're you're telling someone to go get it. I'm like, what? You're not? I'm like, they're. It makes sense to age restricted because then, yeah, you could tell them to go get it because they're. Technically, all of our videos should be age restricted because no child should be watching about cigars. I get that. The, the, the blurring yeah. is weird. Uh, that's the weirdest part to me is the blurring of your video when it's age restricted because it looks like it could be anything. Like, it looks like porn. It it looks like it looks like it's it's something that yeah. that's like NC seventeen. Yeah. You know, full on like so the, the black. I don't know if you watch Black Mirror, but the episode where you can literally block people in real life and they turn blurry. That's what it is. It's like yeah, I just don't want to see that content anymore. So it's just now it's blurred and and like, well, I mean they didn't choose to blur me. You're blurring me on their behalf. Like I. I, that that's just the weirdest yeah. part because it could be anything. Like in front, had um, yeah, the people yeah. manipulating the kids apps, and they had literally Spider Man trying to rape Elsa for like three years straight. People making millions of dollars of doing, it. and that's that was okay. <laughs> but you you want to smoke tobacco? That's bad. It's it's yeah yeah yeah. I there there's there are so many inconsistencies yeah. with their with their logic and like what like how they're implementing like the way the things that they're implementing there's so many inconsistencies and like what michael says like he says you know he said that like all the videos that have been age restricted on his part haven't even had uh, alcohol in them you know like it's so they're they're just very secularly like tar targeting tobacco and i think Somebody said also a lot of uh, their tobacco is being lumped in with vape stuff as well, since they're trying to, 
<clears throat> since they're trying to, to kind of curb the, the, the audience for yeah. to, to children of that. So <clears throat> I think, yeah, Michael said he just, he says he's coming on now. Yeah, I don't, it's weird. It's weird that different channels are getting hit for different reasons and the severity isn't the same. There are some legitimate just stores that are perfectly fine, which is the weirdest part. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's bizarre. It's, it's bizarre. And it's, you go on and see like, who's been like, I know, um, uh, was it smoke and lead? Like every single one of their videos is age restricted. Like it. So it's, and it's just, it's just bizarre to see like how hard people have gotten hit. And I feel it, it could, it could just be a matter of time kind of thing to where like we're all in the same boat or it could just be, intelligently or unintelligently picking winners and losers, unfortunately. And I, and I don't know if it's because it's probably scanning thumbnails, so maybe if you had a more generic thumbnail, it wouldn't get hit that way. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Smoke and Lead has yeah. some sort of a firearm on, on their thumbnail, so they, they, got, that, they that got an email, it, you know? so they got an age restriction warning, and their reaction was to just age restrict everything. Uh, so every video they put out, they age restricted themselves, which yeah, at this point, themselves, okay. either way, <coughs> but I've noticed a lot more people, they're just automatically age restricting their video, which is, might be the easiest thing to do, but then you kill your ability to be found. That's, that's the thing. Like I, I would have no issues yeah. with age restriction, except you're the, like you said, you're yeah. just, you're not going to be found like for, and it, it's, it's bizarre. Cause right now, and I don't want to jinx myself, but I, I might be right now. I'm getting like the most yeah. subscriptions I've ever had. And it, it, it could, it could be because of the void that's been left from other people leaving. And I, I think that's probably the reason why, but I feel like that's going to halt. That's going to come yeah. to a hard halt at some point. It's 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 bizarre. Yeah, that's because not everyone like people aren't gonna leave YouTube uh, viewers wise. They might make account, but they're not gonna no. leave YouTube. I forget if I have a Rumble no, account no. every now and then, and then I'll watch your interviews. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll see what what follower account that's up to now because it automatically connects. So unless you're dedicating videos to to Rumble. I don't even open the app half the time unless people leave comments and then I'll respond. But even then, it's the weirdest thing to see a video that has like 40 likes that, and two views. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's, and the, the, that app, like, it, it's getting better, but the Rumble app sucks. Like, anytime, I'm never notified no. when I get a comment. The only way I'm notified that, that I have a yeah. comment is by checking my Gmail. That's it. I, I can't, it doesn't tell me anything and then and then friggin' like over the weekend i'll be like president trump is live blah 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 notification yeah. it's like okay no, thanks I, and i can't, I can't. so for the amount of likes versus views i gotta think it's a lot of bots they have to be bots to give people impressions that there's actually like traffic on the site because like okay two views yeah. six and 14 downloads that's a lot of people like just hitting it like accidental liking a video as you scroll probably happens, but can't happen that frequently. So I don't know. 
Yeah, it, it's a quirky app, and it, it is changing. Like I think you you mentioned, like the the changing of the the word from followers to subscribers. Like they're they're in a, a constant motion of like you know upgrading and just trying to. And maybe you know they're probably noticing a lot of new a lot of new people on the platform. So they probably are. Hopefully, they're doing things on their end to accommodate for all the new viewership and make it that much more, that much better of a place for people to, to watch videos. But you know, that still remains to be seen. It's I'm hoping with more traffic, better things happen. Exactly. Exactly. Michael said that he got home. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not like uh, forgetting a, uh, a uh a notification that he may have been trying to join but let me let me see if i could do this invite him this way there we go <coughs> yeah man I, i'm ready to smoke a cigar uh, uh so i saw was it yesterday or the day before you smoked that um what was it? A Lapalina yeah. on the beach? And it kind of blew up like, on you? Yeah, with the V-cut, it split like every which way. And I'm like, oh, all right. And then I took the off and it literally just poofed yeah. away. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I assumed it was going to be a boring cigar, which is dumb because it's just the way the cigar looked. It was pretty good. Do you know, do you know the, was it like just the, La Plina Classic? Was it a, a certain blend? No, or... Classic Natural. Okay. Yeah, it's been, it has been years since I've smoked a La Plina. Like, uh, still, I uh, just got a notification that says Master Ash is unable to join. So may, maybe it times out after sure. after a certain amount of time. But, but yeah, the, it's been, and La Plina is also one of those companies, from my perspective, anyways, that you, you see like they change their branding a lot because like the when i last smoked them completely different branding and also since they don't own their own farms or anything like that they just kind of you know use different companies to, to facilitate making their cigars i i'd imagine their you know the blends and everything change a lot as well on top of that so i i just i don't have a lot no of and i, I looked brand. it up i saw i think one guy i can't remember what smoke shop it was was talking about the brands and i'm like oh that's it very yeah, yeah. for for what yeah. it was very peppery it was it was good but it was just different but it's also smoking on the beach is difficult when it's windy and it's been really windy. i've done a couple reviews um where it was not bad at all but this time it's been really windy even last year was just too hard the mic and your cigar yeah, doesn't it, stay lit at all so yeah, yeah, and and then and then like something about like just being in that kind of uh, environment, just you just aren't able to focus on the flavors as much with the wind swirling around, and then on top of that, the burn on the cigar will get all messed up, and just yeah, there, there's a lot of factors involved as far as like smoke, and that's I've never been the type to smoke while driving, yeah, and that's part of the reason why is this because you, oh, I think. Here we go. I think 
yeah, I think Michael should be joining us soon. Oh, he said he's in. What's happening? Dude, How's I'm it going, so Michael? sorry, guys. So, so sorry. Dude, all, uh, all good. We're just chilling. Man. Just chilling. What a, what a terrible night to try to get this going. Holy shit. <laughs> did, did you have a Dude, busy day at work, busy night those, at work? I'm sorry, guys. Sorry for interrupting. But, um, yeah, no, it was just – it was one of those where we were doing a support piece – not leave because I was basically playing house uh, house dad to everybody at work and making sure that I'm safe and that they did yeah. not drink and drive, which I did not do. So that is important. Yes, that is very important. Oh, there you go. There's <laughs> there's. But I made sure back. that I uh, I showed up, Jimmy. I am so sorry, dude. Excuse me, Matt. I'm so sorry, boys. It's, life happens, man. Life happens. But be, before before we line up, I'm gonna go use the restroom just to make sure that I don't have to leave once I light the cigars. Yeah, I'm so locked in with okay, you guys. guys. Let's do this. All right, All right. I'll, I'll be right back. What up, man? You got mosquitoes. You just got back. Mosquitoes? What? What happened? Oh shit. Yeah, I'm I'm out, I'm outside in in so lots of mosquitoes. In a place that has bugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's been uh, not too bad. Elveson. Dude, I saw, your, uh, I saw your post earlier today. You were on the beach chilling. Like, you look nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an ugly beach, but it's the closest beach we have. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Beach is still a beach, man. Like coming from Las Vegas, where there's no natural water, like it's just it's all good. Yeah, it's, it's better than. Oh, oh, what is there? There's five people in here. All right, so you guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, let's go. Ah. All right. Yeah, Calvin. I I I I thought like pumpkin spice would be cool. I've never. Smoked a pumpkin spice cigar. I've never done the rum either, but I'd check them out. So, what has uh, what 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 the hell? Oh, hi, Madden. Hi, how are you? I know I've been gone all night. I'm sorry. Sorry, my dear. <sighs> so, what the hell? What what has been going on? I told you guys I wasn't coming hot tonight, so I apologize that it took this damn long, but. That's no problem at all, man. We we could have moved the night. <laughs> no, we good. We're just just hanging out. So you're over in Texas right now? Yeah, I mean I'm in Texas, but now uh, normally, but I'm in uh, I'm in Galveston right now. Oh, Galveston. So my best friend was born in Brownsville and raised in Galveston. Okay, then. Yeah, my my. My best friend in this whole entire world. He works around Foreman now, so he distributes like Jack Daniels, Woodford, all that stuff. He, I'll probably I'll send him an invite right now, but he's uh, he's an asshole. I love him, but but yeah, no, he's a uh, he's a Texas boy through and through. And then uh, him and I, we've known each other for like twenty years now. Wow, came out here. That's a good deal, man. Yeah, he's awesome. But hey, man. 
thank you thank you jimmy thank you matt man thank you guys for putting this all together dude i i apologize for being late i wanted nothing more than to just like hang out chill and just smoke a cigar with you guys yeah dude that's what's happening bro that's what's happening dude about this and it so <clears throat> so we're uh you know, thanks to thanks to Matt, like I think that we're all flush with uh, Johnny Tobacco Nuts, yeah. Yes, yes, sir. <clears throat> yes, sir. Good draw. Good to go. Yeah, DJ, uh, she's the one that that got very ball rolling here. Yeah. Great, great idea, too, because it's, you know, we've been, I've known, I've known you, Michael, for almost a year now, and have, have not had, like, any live interaction with you, which has all been, you know, online through messages, Completely so this is the very first tech time. based Completely tech-based. Yeah. Yeah. Both of you. Whoops. Mm -hmm. There we go. Completely <laughs> Yeah, no, we, um. We've never actually had a phone call or a conversation or anything like that with both you and DJ. I've always just been like text-based. That's this is it, man. This, this is, is, it. is the first time. Yeah, figured you know, didn't have anything to do. Might as well, man. I, it's, it's it's hard to to do this during the week. Back up in Fort Worth, it just there's not time. There's no time. It's always just cycle. Wake yeah. up, work, go back to sleep. Wake up, work, go back to sleep. Hey, Mike. Mm. Now you're sideways. I don't know if it's a <laughs> if it's a good thing or a bad thing. You guys, let me know, man. <sighs> you're well. It's I, it's I mean it's it's okay by me, but if if you want to stay sideways, you, you go. I mean, if if it, somebody Michael. has a complaint, they let me know. Uh, you know what? That is true. I can't. I can't read the chat properly. You guys should do this more often. Yeah, we really, really should. That that is a very so like one of the things I was going to come in hot tonight, right? Because we had drinks at work and did our thing, and I was going to come in hot, and I was going to be like, "Hey, so today is the first release of Cigar Public," and I wanted to know everybody's like feelings on that because the three of us have talked about it. I had maybe, I think it was like between 11 a.m. and like 1 p.m. I had about maybe an hour or two to sit there and look through their website at, at launch, right? And I was sitting there and I was like, yeah. they have three, four, five reviews going between however many, you know, people that they have going and doing reviews. I, I did not watch Joe Knows anything about his stuff, but I saw that they had some reviews and I just wanted to get your guys' feedback as far as to how you felt about how Cigar Public looks. I I haven't seen it. I haven't checked it out yet. Uh, it's uh, The last time I looked at it was like the last time I was talking to you guys about it and um, just before, it was still in like the beta phase or whatever, or just said coming soon. I, so it's, it's today, because it's, today's a launch day, right? I, I haven't had a chance. I to looked at it for maybe like 10 minutes earlier. I just saw the article uh, about the, 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 the shot back at Caldwell. 
Oh, they talked about Caldwell. Yeah, they're saying their cigars aren't actually lost. I believe I skimmed it. I actually didn't. I didn't fully read it, but it sounded like they were debunking, from what I read. Okay. Sure, sure. So I get this a lot when it comes to whiskey, right? Because, and this, I'm glad that you brought that up. So with whiskey, we talk about rectifiers and we talk, we talk about actual distillers, right? When you look at my videos and you see Frey Ranch mentioned a lot and I talk about them as like a Nevada bourbon and so on and so forth, right? So these are people that are doing the work from growing the seed to fermenting, to distilling, to doing all of the steps, right? They're aging everything. They're bottling everything. And I'm not going to lie. I, I don't lie in any of my videos. If somebody's sponsoring me, Matt, Jimmy, you guys both do a great job about this. If somebody's hooking me up with something, I tell you what's going on. Frey Ranch, my yeah. best friend, Rob Amato, Rob, who, who may join in. I'm not sure if he, if he even knows that I'm live because I'm, I'm late. But Rob, one of my good friends, one of my best friends in the whole entire world, he works for the company. And they're a Nevada bourbon distillery, right? So I talk about them because they do everything from soup to nuts, right? And when you have a distillery that doesn't do stuff from soup to nuts, and we have, we have one in Nevada, Smoke Wagon, who are essentially rectifiers, where they will buy product, They'll age it or bottle it or blend it together. And they'll do that whole entire thing. And not to call out certain brands, but when you have somebody who's doing that, you start to get a different sense of it, right? And, like, we've seen it with Japanese whiskey. We've seen it with other spirit categories, stuff like that, where somebody's not actually producing the whole entire spirit. So with Caldwell and the whole entire Lost and Found series, it was always about how much of it is something that they're sourcing and how much of it is something that they are creating, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the pepper cream soda I put on the channel as, like, one of my best cigars because I legitimately felt like that was, that was what it was advertised to be. It was pepper cream soda. And I hadn't had that before in a stick. So mm -hmm. it was it was so exciting for me to have that smoke. Like I thought they nailed it. Yeah. I still I still have the one that you sent me. I haven't smoked it yet, but it's it looks like a tasty cigar. I mean just the name alone. And assuming that the the way it, it yeah, the, I was, it's branded. I was at a I think a CI like we my wife and I went we were waiting on a movie and I told her just to pick a random cigar and that's the one she picked. And it was a good cigar. She's like, this is a weird band. And I'm like, yeah, this, this is a weird band. It was it's good. A good yeah. <laughs> it's a good yeah. stick, man. It's, it's so funny to me because, like, um, the same thing with spirits, right? Like, somebody will, um, somebody will tell me, oh, like, you know, I don't like uh, Nika Japanese whiskey the coffee grain or the malt or something like that. And I'm like, why don't you like it? And they're just like, oh, well, like this could have been imported from another country and then just aged in Japan and this, that, or the other. And I'm like, 
well, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like, they have a consistency that they have to... It's like Crown. It's Canadian whiskey. Like, every single year, Crown is supposed to be... It's supposed to taste the exact same as the Crown the year before, right? So, like, if they're able to do that... Johnny Walker, same thing, right? Like, this is supposed to be the exact same. And it's funny to me because I'm just like, well there's a calling for it because of the fact they're able to, they're able to duplicate that year after year after year, like without, you know, any, any question. So it's just funny to me. Yeah. But I thought that Caldwell was, you know, whether you like them, you don't like them, whatever it is, they, um, they, they're able to source this tobacco, create this tobacco, whatever it is create these blends that are indicative of what they label them to be. And like, they're good cigars at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, yeah. The, okay. Sorry, sorry. Oh, you, you go for it. From what I skimmed of the article, they're basically saying that they're, they're not. So, and again, I don't know much about Provada, but they find old cigars, dress them up, and sell them to be good. And that's essentially what Lost and Found was as well, right? Basically, it's the same thing. That's my understanding. It's not thing that Lost and yeah. Found wasn't Lost and Found. I didn't read the full article, so I don't I don't know for sure. I really just remembered that it was launch day, so I'm like, oh, see what's going on. But, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a WordPress site, which is nothing against it, but that's all it is. Even the, the social dot aspect of it is a WordPress plugin. Um, we could replicate it right now if we wanted to. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's not not much. Um, I'll, I'll check it out at some point, but uh, I'm, I'll, I'll wait till I hear either more buzz or no buzz at all. Like, I, I, it's not, it, I'm fine I'm not a social media person to begin with. Like the fact, the fact that I'm like, if you told me like a year ago that I'll be on a live stream on Instagram with two, two other YouTubers, I would be like, you're, you're freaking Bro, kidding me. Like you're, you're like the most so successful like the, cigar channel in their first year. You are, you are the next cigar obsession. You just are. Yeah, you are. You, you are the most successful cigar channel in their first year of inception that, exists yeah that... yeah but but just the, i the, <laughs> thank you but but like the the, uh, the 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 social aspect of it like interacting and everything like that i just i i would have said you're you're freaking crazy because i i i have a facebook just for cigar hound dog like i'm not a social like social media person whatsoever so like and the fact that cigar public is pretty much like Facebook for cigar smokers, it doesn't like I already have Instagram, I already have this. Like I, I'm talking to you guys right now. Like I, there's only so many hours in the day to fill, and we're pretty good with doing that already with our hobby and you know, DJ. You know, you, you have kids and everything. There's only enough hours in the day, you know. So like, I, I'm sure it's cool. I'm sure like it, I don't know if you guys have you guys ever heard of Stogie Friends. It's it's essentially like uh, my uh, guy that I used to go to Hearst with a lot. He created it's a pretty much like a Facebook for the cigar smokers, like Cigar Public. 
Um, so I, I was on that for a while and, you know, it, it's a great site and everything. It's a great way to meet people. But once again, I just, over time, it's just like, like Facebook style sites for, you know, for, for anything really, I just lose mm -hmm. interest over time. And that, that's why Instagram I like, because it's to the point, like, here's a cigar I'm smoking. Let's talk about it. On the on to the next one, you know, and that, like then you get you can do stuff like this, which is like cool. This is our first time doing this. This is awesome, but like with Facebook and just uh, sites of that ilk, I just you know it's just not my deal. It's just I, I got trained out of it at a certain certain point, like you know, in my early twenties, and I just haven't gone back. So as far as like that, my interest in cigar public, that's probably where it's gonna be. Well, and so that. The Facebook part okay. of it is the subdomain. That's the social dot because that's where the plugin is. And it's kind of like, for, I don't know what the limitations are of it, but basically it's a non-stop Facebook feed, but everyone's on the same feed. Uh, and then there's groups. So that's the. So it's kind of, it's kind of like a fortune. Uh, kind of. But then there's actual, the, the domain proper is blogs. So it's reviews and it's, it's articles. It's just, it's a WordPress site. It's a blog site. It's, it's, and I don't go on half wheel. Like I just don't, but it's, it's a half wheel competitor. And then there's also a show. And Calvin, this is the Johnny tobacco knot. Uh, I saw your question earlier. And th this is your first time having it DJ. So what, solid. what do you think so far? It's a, this solid. It's very light. Like this is, this is a good end of the day cigar, like or first thing in the morning. I'm I'm getting. I think I think Calvin asked like what, what flavor notes. I'm getting lots of like citrus and honey sweetness, nice amount of like white pepper spice through the retro hill. It's a very, very like um, just light but flavorful cigar. It's, it's really good. freaking good. It's another one of those weird like the butthole shaped cigars, which I'm not a huge fan of, but. <laughs> I, I don't uh whatever I, I, yeah yeah i mean it at least at least yeah, it burnt yeah. through the butthole already okay, you know? so it's, it's, this uh, is the first one that i was actually smokable i'll say that the rest it's like this there's nothing here why why am i doing this it's it's I like that else yeah. stupid yeah. someone asked me about that the other day i was like are they worth the money i'm like well i've only had one and the one i had was no but i I, I see that Rob and Mark both joined. Shout out, boys! Welcome to the uh, welcome to the live stream. Welcome, fellas. Oh, and Tim. All right, so we got we got a little Las Vegas love and support going on. There you go. So, with um with Cigar Public like launching their page and trying to like make a make a competitor for Hell and stuff like that. I mean, we might as well. We might as well dive into it, right? Like, I think that it's kind of cool that there's another page to. I don't know if, um, if Matt, if you, if somebody's reached out to you or Jimmy, if somebody has reached out to you about this, but somebody did reach out to me and they asked me if I wanted to contribute my reviews to their website. And it was one of those where I told them, I was like, look, you know, I, 
currently have my own website kind of in the works and uh, I'm just going to post my videos and post my reviews. And if somebody decides to go on there and look at it, they look at it, but I don't feel comfortable like putting my own reviews on the site. Whereas with Cigar Public, they're basically, they're recruiting people that already do cigar reviews, putting it on there and kind of giving them a voice, right? So that we don't have to be any kind of censorship on YouTube or whatever. But I just kind of wanted to know your guys' take on that. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, uh, I, yeah, I've, I've had people like ask to like put my reviews on their site and everything. And like, like right now for just in still like a growing stage and it, with things so uncertain on YouTube, I just, I would rather keep my content, very consolidated at, at the moment just to, to see like where it could mm. go by itself. And, and then, and then at, at the same time, all, a lot of people that are asking for, you know, if uh, I'd like to put my content on their website, they're startups, like they're, they're, you know, they're, they're new. And it's like, I don't, it's all about image, especially at the beginning. And like, you don't know if that, you don't know where that, where that site's going to go. You know, so you, I kind of want you kind of want to protect your brand to, to an extent as well. Like yeah, you can think about exposure and everything like that. That that's a, a good positive potentially. But right now and like early on, I, I had a company asking me to, to be a sole sponsor, like to be my sole sponsor uh, on my channel. And, and I was just like, I, I probably talked to you, Michael, about it at the time. But I was just like, no, like this, this is my baby. Like this is this is something that I want to see it grow by itself. You know, it's kind of up in the air right now with YouTube, but there's, you know, I want to see to where it can go by itself before I either get somebody behind me potentially to, to back it up, which I, I wouldn't really want to do to begin with, or or have it, you know, kind of plastered somewhere else to where I I have no control over it, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, you wouldn't want to, I mean, especially at the rate that yours is growing, it'd be silly to we always go back to Matt and we're like, the fact that your channel grew at the rate that it did. You don't need nobody, Matt. <laughs> yeah, my channel grew fast. And then you went zooming past me. <laughs> dude, dude, the, the thing that when that happened, yeah. when it started zooming was when you <laughs> did your shout out video. That's when it, that's, I will always attribute it to, I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking for like I'm at the top of a mountain or whatever, but from the rate of growth, that's where it started. When you did your shout out video and I, maybe it's something caught up with the algorithm or something like that, but I'll always attribute, attribute it to that, that I, one shout out. I think, I think it just helped people find you faster is all it did. Cause you're good. I, it wouldn't keep going. Cause that your number would have capped at mine. <laughs> you, you can't. <laughs> like, what you did. Yeah. What you did was so selfless, right? Because this is a this is a niche kind of space, right? That people don't do that, where they oh. do, yeah. they say, yeah. "Hey, these are like three or four people that you should go and check out." Because everybody's always about, "Hey, look at me, watch my stuff, watch me." And you were just like, "No, like these are like ten channels, eight channels, whatever the number was. You know better than I do." Like you should, and I remember Matt texted me about it. He was just like, "Dude, did you see that we we got on this?" And I'm like, 
no, I don't know who the, who is this? <laughs> like, what? I'm sitting here like, no, man, I'm like in the middle of work or whatever. I'm like, no, who who shouted us out? And then he's like, no, DJ. And I'm like, oh, that's that's so awesome that it, he, he put me on there. I'm a nobody. Like, I'm just over here talking about spirits and, you know, cigars and stuff like that. And yeah, it's it was awesome, dude. It was awesome because it meant the world to me. It really yeah. did. Well, and, it, and people it's have huge. They have the same circles, and they just all kind of prop each other up. So every time you see like a channel like that, like that, like when I I did a video the first the year before I did one too, and I just did other small YouTubers just like me, and everyone's like, "No, you forgot this person. No, you forgot that person." It's like, no, Ron Real didn't need a shot out from me. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like. Right. That wasn't a thing. And even then, then Martin shouted me out. So the next year, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it again. But this time, I wanted to find people that I genuinely, I didn't see. So I went and started looking. And that's when I found all you guys. And and it's so there's a guy, and I don't know what happened to him, but he was like my first subscriber ever. His name was Rory. And he was a bit of a character. And he said every day, he goes on YouTube, and he'd search channel based off of, like, upload newest. And then he'd find all the new people. So that's what I did. And I went and I was like, oh, these are like not just new channels, but they're good good channels and they're different. It's not the same thing that someone else has done over and over and over again. So I wanted to shout. And I was glad yeah. I did because they ended up being, for the most part, a good channel. <laughs> there's, there's one that I wish I didn't, but whatever. <laughs> To, but yeah, man, it's just yeah. I, I don't think it's done enough in general because, like you said, it's a, it's tiny. This community is a subset of a subset. It's niche, man. It's it's super small, man. It really is. Yeah, it's just fun. plus plus the amount of time it takes to put that kind of video together as well, like the the, the grabbing of, of from everybody's videos. And D DJ, like your your production value and like yeah. what the editing you do is like blows mine away, blows me away that yeah. you're able to do the things it, you do. And saying and the the quality the quality of that, that no, so, sorry sorry Mike, but the, the 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 quality of videos that you put out, Michael, your you know the the studio reviews, like the different cameras and everything, it's it's sick, it's beyond sick. So like I. The only thing I do is just put out consistent, like yeah, four times a week. That's it. Yeah, that that's all I do. It's it's very it's very bland. It's very like you know, you know, boringly put together. That's but the only thing that that I that I have that I think is is done the best for for what I do is just. But what consistency. you did though that's was it. that you showed everybody that if you make a concise and very eloquent review on something that there is an audience for it if you show that you can get to the point make it palatable for everybody without being pretentious people will watch and yeah. that's the success of your channel right yeah. because when i was first when i was first thinking up this idea of master your ash I was sitting there and I was trying to say to the people that do have the studio and have the cameras and everything else like that, I was trying to convince them that if you let me talk about cigars, 
I will also talk about spirits. I will give you the knowledge and the background that I have in spirits, but I'll also showcase something that you don't know that I have, which is 15, 20 plus years of cigar smoking and, you know, an affinity towards it. And I'll, I'll tie the two together. And what they told me was, yeah. okay, well, YouTube has a very um, specific audience. You have to get to the point. And I'm like, oh, point. And then yeah. when you and I kind of, started together at the same time you were the only other person that i was like dude this guy gets to the point like as much as i as much as i love joe knows and what he does for the review space just hopped in it oh he did he did hey, what's up? Yeah. i was just yeah i'm glad that you're <laughs> here so that i can talk about you um as much as i love joe knows <laughs> and everything that he does you were the first one that had something under 10 minutes. And that was initially my idea was like, if I can talk about a spirit or a cocktail or something that I know very, very well, and a cigar that I know very, very well, and I can make it under 10 minutes, it'll be a win. And the first like, the first couple of months of making reviews and making videos were not like that. They were 14 minutes, 15 minutes. And I had to like how yeah. to how to condense Long. it down. I think that the one that I posted yesterday was five minutes. And I thought that I had messed up. I thought that I had done something wrong. Cause I was like, how is it that this is five minutes long? Like there's there's no reason why it should be five yeah. minutes long. It should be way longer than that. Yeah. Yeah. You just you just you can you know, you just pinpointed and concise the all the information. That's that's you know. And just the, the way you put together that particular video just amounted to five minutes. You still got all the info that Dude, you I needed still feel in that bad. video, though. I still feel bad about yesterday's video. I still feel bad. I'm like, there's no way that I got it all out in five minutes. And, and, and like, the funny thing is, is that I watched the video. I edited the video, certain points that I didn't like that I wanted to cut out. And I'm still like, man, how is this five minutes and 30? I think the first cut was like seven or seven and a half minutes and i'm sitting there editing this video down like this can't be right this just like oh. you know i'm looking at it from the videographer and i'm like this just can't be this can't be right because like i look at you know all the stuff that i film out here in the backyard and typically it's like a 25 to 30 minute video i don't know what your guys normally run when you're doing a review in your backyard mat or dj whenever you do one but I'm like 25 to 30 minutes. If I go off on a rant and I get like, you know, a little saucy, get a little buzzed, maybe it'll go longer. But I'm <laughs> sitting there at like 25 minutes and I cut it down to like eight, nine, whatever it is. And I'm like, how did he send me this yeah. at seven minutes? And this, you know, is something that I'm going to publish. Like, yeah, it, it is just, it, I'm sorry to go off on a tangent, but it, that was, that was me the other day. And like, you know, just some of my background getting into this, how I felt about it. Like you were such an inspiration because you were able to concise the information in a format that I felt as though I would watch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the main, the main thing with my channel is just being a buying guide. Like it, whenever, whenever I, cause that's what I want. Like that's when I, whenever I'm looking for a, a new cigar to smoke or a cigar that I'm interested in, 
that's the thing that I want to find the most is just a clear, concise, like, is it good or bad? Did, like, what do you like about it? All, all that stuff. And just, just being, be a buying guide. That's my main, like, whenever I think about doing a review, I just want to convey to the viewer, like, is this cigar worth right. your, your time and money? Is that, that's really, that, there's a lot of different aspects to why you do what you do for your, for your YouTube channel. But that's like, the first thing that really pops into my mind as to like, you know, what I'm trying to convey with each video. Yeah, yours are almost consistently seven minutes though. Like if you look at, it's actually seven minutes. I'm like, that's, <laughs> there's something special about that, right? It's not too long, not too short. They're so consumed. I'll be sitting there with yeah, watching it. I'm like, that was two minutes. He's already done talking. I know it was a whole seven minute video. So I'm like, all right, next video. Keep going through. Yo, no, he has like, he has a certain guide, man, that is just, I, I've listened, dude, I've listened to your videos before, and I'm like, man, he got out the blend info. Man, he got out the first third. He got out the second third. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, God, it's, it's probably how everybody sat there and watched Michael Jordan, and they were just like, damn. Like, he just, he hits all of the points at the same time. And you're like, Jesus, man. And I don't mean to sit here and like, you know, because DJ, you do, you probably have one of the best production. Like I, I have a videographer that comes in and shoots my studio episodes. And still like, I ask you about camera info. And, you know, like, this is all about being a student of the game, right? None of us inherently know how to make cigar videos. We just, we just do it. But you have such a videographer, you have such a good background in that. And it shows in your content, man. Like, I, I have the same camera as Matt. I couldn't figure out how to work the damn thing. <laughs> you know, I probably <laughs> should have reached out to him more. But like for a short minute, like when you watch um, the any of like the videos from like November to December on my channel, like that was all filmed with the same camera as Matt. And, you know, I sent that back, not knowing how to edit the settings properly and not reaching out for help, which was my biggest problem was that I just didn't ask somebody for help. And, you know, you guys would have given it to me, but I asked you after the fact. And like, everybody has their own inherent quality that they bring to the channel. I don't think that anybody has a better palette than Joe knows. And this is somebody that reviews spirits for a living that like, you know, that's my day job. But no. talk about flavor profiles. No. And I know that he joined the chat. I don't know if he's still around. But like Joe knows when he goes off on a tangent about what he tastes, he's unparalleled. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's uh it, the the descriptors that he gives are like you said unparalleled. I mean, and also they're they're not like they're they're not crazy. They're not like uh, uh some. They're not unbelievable. You know, they're within the realm of what you would think as like would Dude, be I've, in the I've picture. Dude, I've sat around know? with master sommeliers, and they've told me that they tasted wet concrete and rubber garden hose on a wine before, and. I at them and go what are you talking about like what is a rubber garden hose and a yeah. wet cement like what why are you talking about this right now but yet at least joe has something that's relatable yeah Dude. exactly you know so yeah and it's just it's one of those things where like that was 
that was something that I didn't even know that I would like. But when I heard it the first time and I, I watched Joe's channel, thanks to Matt, I was just like, this guy is relatable, but yet he's also very eloquent and informed. And like that is, that's part and parcel with the whole entire thing. Like, how do you convey the thing? I think that I got um, somebody, I want to make a special shout out now that we're doing this live. I want to make a special shout out to the guy who posted that I was douchey in my um, Hennessy XO Davidoff review for the Dominicana that you sent me and turned me on to, Matt. Um, he posted that like two days ago. I don't know who it was and probably shouldn't pay him any mind. But like for me, I've always been the type where like douchey reviews on anything, whether it's spirits or cigars or anything, I'm immediately turned off of. So it was funny to me because I saw it was like, hey, I love watching all your douchey reviews. And I'm like, dude, man, thank you so much for the support. You're <laughs> watching it. I mean, I'm like the I'm the peasant about everything. Like, you know, these guys all have bigger channels than me. I'm just. I try to speak to it where it's like I work in the industry and I've, I've always had this affinity for cigars and spirits, right? It's been my life, but I, I try to always come to it with the sense of like, if I can turn somebody onto something that they may have not thought of before, then it's great. Not no big deal. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to force you. Right. But it, it's funny to me because yeah. the fact that that was like the first comment that I ever got where it was like, oh, he's such a douchebag. The way that he, the way that he talks about this. And I'm like, ah, thank you so much. <laughs> I get crazy all the time. I want uh, today on uh, the very first video I ever posted, a dude found it. And within the matter of, I think, two minutes posted four different comments that was like, take off your sunglasses or I believe you insult. <laughs> And then the last one was like, you know what? I've grown to like the sunglasses. And I'm like, dude. I <laughs> or people like, for a long time, I described normal flavors on a cigar and they'd rant about how I was a dick and I was making things up and all this other shit. I'm like, dude, I said it tasted like wood. Like, pretty, pretty, pretty basic. I didn't say it tasted cigar, like yeah. rainbows and unicorns. Like, what, what the hell? Right. Yeah. 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 You're you're just gonna come. You're gonna come across all types. I mean, and like, I've had I've had a few uh, unique uh, commenters and viewers and everything like that. But for the most part, people are pretty down to earth. People are you know people are they they're into the hobby like we are, and they just want to share the hobby with us, and that's why yeah, one hundred percent watching our videos. I agree. Unless you call a certain club a cult, then you get a whole bunch of angry people after you. If you if you poke if you poke, then yeah, you, you might you might get somebody coming after you a little bit. But that's uh, that's uh, yeah. to be expected. You really. poke the bear in every way. Not not <laughs> that way. <laughs> you poke the bears in all the way. Yeah, man, it's. It's a trip. It's it's a Dude. trip. How good is this uh, Johnny Tobacknot, man? Like, this is a Matt Boost. Like, you know, I I was telling somebody in the comments on one of my video the other day, I was like, man, the Namakubi, which 
Cigar Hound Dog sent me out as well. I think he did to you too, Jimmy. And this Johnny Tobacconut, like, I mean, some of the most recent stuff that he's been dropping has been absolutely stand out, right? Yeah. yeah. I like, I still like the Namakubi a little bit more than this one, but I think this one, now that it's had a few months to rest since I did the review, I'm liking it more. It's, it's really, it's starting to get really buttery now, which I love. Anytime I get butter on a cigar, forget about it. I love it. Dude, it's, it's so money. Like I, I remember I was such a huge Matt Booth fan. Like the fact that he was willing to come on and do an interview at the beginning. And I thought, I thought personally, like Matt Booth doing an interview is a big deal, right? And he acted so nonchalant about the whole entire thing. And he was just like, he was about talking about his gin, right? And I remember my company was going to distribute his gin when it first came into the market in Las Vegas. And then we ended up passing up on it. So he went with like a smaller distributor. And my boss at the time had met Matt Booth and he asked me about it because he knew that I was big into cigars. And he was just like, hey, do you know who this Matt Booth guy is? And I'm like, yeah, man, I've been smoking my cigars for like a decade. And nothing ever happened out of it. Nothing, you know, moved forward. And then when I was coming back into the industry during the middle of the pandemic last year, my buddy Rob, who's in the chat now or who was watching for a minute, he was like, hey, I, um, I know Matt's people. I know the people that are distributing his gin. I want to know, like, if you're going to make the cigar channel a thing, do you want me to reach out to Matt and ask him if he wants to come on? And I'm like, yeah, sure, you know, go ahead and do that. So we got on a call the next week and Matt was like, hey, I'm going to be out there for uh, TP or whatever the trade show was out here in Vegas. And then he just showed up, he came to the house, we recorded the studio episode. And the whole entire time I was sitting there and it's like when I talk to people about um, the people that run bars and the people that do cocktail lounges, like most of them, I never talk to them about cocktails. I always talk to them about like baseball or something innocuous, right? Like whatever their interest is, because like they talk about cocktails every single day at work or they, they talk about booze every single day at work. So the last thing that I want to talk to somebody else who's like a cocktail head or a nerd or something like that, like me, is about drinks. I want to talk to them about like what they like to do. Like if somebody talks about cigars, they'll have me going like I am right now on a rant for forever. But <laughs> if they want to talk to me about cocktails, I'm like, yeah, just get to the point. All right, you, you like a you like a Cosmo? Great. You like a Vesper? All right, cool. I know the guy who made this? All right, cool. You know, like, it's, it's one of those things where when I was talking to Matt and we were talking about guns and we were talking about cars and we we're talking about tattoos and just random shit, it was completely different than what I thought it was going to be. And then when he went on camera and we started to record things and he had those Matt Booth moments that you always see in those interviews, I was just like, oh, this is how he is all the time. Like nothing, yeah. nothing's different. He's just real. He's a real yeah. person. And then he's, he's chill. What's up? He, he's, he's chill. Chills can be like there. There's nobody who's like as interactive as far as manufacturers go online. Like he's, he, 
he has a popular brand and he himself is a is the biggest part of it is why he has a popular brand no 100 percent, 100 percent. just like salt of the earth down earth kind of dude man like like you guys man he's just like normal guy so yeah. cool well and that's the way like market trends is marketing they all need some type of a face and the smart ones and the ones that are doing well on social are their own face or they have someone who's there consistently like some of the don't have that and they don't get nearly as much engagement like jc newman is a good example they don't have someone that is the face of that company not online like they just don't and they're they're cool people they you know, I got to sat down with Bobby and he was a good guy, but you know, they don't have those older brands. They don't have someone that is, that is a Matt Booth that's showing up to, to do interviews with like nobody channels. Like those. Yeah, just... I, for, for J, JC Newman, uh, Drew Newman, the, the, the son, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty interactive online. He's American rolled on Instagram. Su- super cool dude. Um, like I, I did a post on father's day uh, this last father's, uh, in 2021, you know, about, you know, my dad passing away and everything. And, right. you know, it was about quest array. He commented, you know, this, this long comment, like, you know, it's just very empathetic, very nice, very sweet guy. But yeah, it, but is that something he does consistently or that JC Newman does consistently like throughout the brand? I, I don't know, but for me, for me personally, the, you know, Drew Newman, J.C. Newman will salt of the earth be because of my personal experience with them. Amor more is what I'm saying. Because I talked, yeah. I, I got to do everything I did. I shot him a message on Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm going by. What's something cool I can do? And he went straight to interview Bobby. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and add him more. That's what all these brands need to do. They need to have that face on these Instagram platforms because it's, it's, and, and so Google saw this years ago when they had, do you remember Google plus their social media platform? Yeah. So barely. Yeah. uh, Google authorship where basically you were going to get points for being the face of your social media company. And all these large brands basically bucked and said, no, because what if you all of a sudden become the face of Coca-Cola and then you leave you take all those cool social media points that you had, and they don't want to know that anymore. They want to know the person. That's yeah. why in all these channels, like people made millions of dollars being YouTube vloggers because it's this weird pseudo connection that you gain with people online. And people like Matt Booth, they love his cigars and they love him. So it, it, it just one hand feeds the other. And he's, he's a funny dude too, man. I mean, you have to have a particular type of sense of humor to really enjoy him but he is like i have a very dark like messed up sense of humor so i love that booth because of it you know he's 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 just a very unique like super silly funny dude when he was when he was on cigars daily last month with uh homeboy and they had like the after hour show it was the first time that I had ever went to another platform outside of YouTube to watch somebody give a an interview because I knew that Matt had that, right? Uh, yeah. I get on the platform to see it. And they were talking about the most outlandish shit, just random, right? And like, 
is, is that I keep it pretty PC on the channel. Like I try to, for me, it's all about trying to deliver the message in the shortest amount of time while being concise, right? So I don't have the free will like we have now with the live streams to kind of talk shop and talk shit and, and everything else like that. Even cursing, like I, I curse a lot, boys. I really, really do. <laughs> I, I don't do it in the videos because... If I say it, I'm like yelling at somebody else or whatever, and I, I just edit it out, right? Yeah. Also, like YouTube has plenty of ways for us without me adding F-bombs here and there. So I just, I look at it and I'm like, if we're going to have like a her for whatever, then we're, we're going to do that separate. But like the people that know me best know that I'm a pretty dark sense of humor kind of guy. And I went off of YouTube to watch Cigars Daily, like their website interview with Matt Booth for the last 30 minutes of it, because I just knew he was going to say some outlandish shit, and I wanted to hear it. And it was beautiful. It was awesome. The whole entire interview. Fantastic. He is, he is definitely a personality, and he makes some pretty damn good cigars, too. The pretty whole entire... 101 thing as well with like your deepest darkest fears in room 101 circa fahrenheit you know the book and everything like the way that he came about that whole entire idea of the brand is it's very very dark as well just in and of itself it's very interesting i mean namakubi likes you know the the severed head or yeah head. that that's it's. I mean, there. There's a lot of, lot of, uh, 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 not obscure. What, what's macabre themes involved? Yep. Yep. And you know, my wife being raised in Japan for a good period of her like adolescence, it was part. It's one of those things where I never thought about it. Like I always thought, like the the rumors and the the Japanese brands that he had 20 years ago i always thought about it like oh he was a marine that was stationed in japan and he has the tattoo culture and stuff like that but it was only when i was talking to her because things have a very different meaning right mm -hmm. and especially with tattoo culture and stuff like that when i was talking to her about like literal definitions about what that means and you know, the Namakube is a great, I, it's a great point because it means severed head, but it also kind of has like this lineage to like how you would um, talk about the people that you hate the most. Like, oh, I'll kill them kind of thing. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. multiple meanings, like aspects with any language. And it's just very interesting. Yeah. What is your what is your favorite Room 101 cigar? If you had to put it out there, what what is the favorite Room 101 cigar that you've you've ever had? Dude, mine. Both both ears. It, if you know, if Jimmy has one too, if DJ has one too. I think I've only. Who's going first? DJ. Yeah, I won't. Uh, I can't think of the name of the one that I liked. It's I'd have to look it up. I'm looking for is is the farce the one that's made with Pennsylvania broadleaf though? I'm I, that one. If it is a farce Maduro, 
I really like that cigar. That's that's one of the ones that you gave me, Michael. The Forest Maduro, really good cigar. Yeah, that's a solid smoke, man. Yeah, I I, I like PA Broadleaf a lot. I don't think it's used enough. Yeah, what was it? I smoked a cigar with Pennsylvania Broadleaf in it recently. I I think actually I think it was the the H ninety nine. I think that has it in the filler. The the Liga Bravada H ninety nine. That cigar is freaking money. The best Liga that I feel like they've come out with in years, and and it, it's the it's the least Liga like out of hmm. any of them it, because of the it doesn't have the Connecticut Broadleaf. It doesn't have. It doesn't smoke like a Liga. It doesn't have, like, you know, the white smoke just, you know, flowing off the tip. Dude, like, the, the guys that I smoke with out here in Vegas, I mean, like, some of them are straight savages. They just go for the Roma Craft, Bacchus, and they just, like, you know, whatever the Ligas, whatever the strongest possible thing is. And for me, it's, it, it's one of those where I remember having that phase and – I appreciate it to a point now. Like, I mean, I smoked the UF-13 and I smoked, you know, a couple of the ones on the channel. And I was just like, man, like, it's really, really nice to revisit these when they were so substantial and so powerful. And now I can appreciate them for what they are. But they're still, like, a Velvet Rat or a Ratzilla or something like that is still way past the boundaries of, what I want to smoke, a Nasty Fritas, a, you know, any of those, like any of those ligas. Yeah. Some, of the, some of the Roma Craft stuff is still outside of the realm for me. I would say going back to your question about Room 101, the, the first cigar that really captivated me by Room 101 was probably just like the, the Lonsdale, the, um, the farce Lonsdale like that. The Toro Maduro is very, very good for what it is. Yeah. But the natural Lonsdale, I have to say, is probably like for a regular production stick, somebody can get it at a great price point. I feel like it has such great versatility. I mean, like it's, um, it'll always be like wherever Master Your Ash goes, wherever the channel goes. The Lonsdale with the Grand Manier 100 pairing, like, that was still so magical to me. And, yeah. I mean, I've smoked other Room 101s in the past. I, I still have the box of Darumas, which I've sent, I think, both of you a stick. If not, Jimmy, I'll get you one. But I still I, have I, Yeah. And, like, the Darumas back 10 years ago, those were really special releases. <laughs> Because I don't think that Room 101 was doing any other special releases besides, like, the One Shot, One Kill. The Osaka, hmm. yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really the only other one that I remember. Because there was no anniversaries, right? There was no 10th anniversary, no 11th. Because they were still young. So yeah. One yeah. Shot, One Kill was kind of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I sent EKB. I sent him one of the... Um, one of the Grand Habano, George Rico's son, uh, one of the STKs, the Shoot to Kill line. It, he should he should have it in the mail. Vintage Cigars should have it in the mail like this week. But I sent him one of those that I had in like a Lancero from like 10 years ago. Nice. He had that live video that we all discussed. And uh, he talked in there about wanting to pair the Red Meat Lovers by Steve Saka with a Wagyu steak from Japan. And I was like, yeah. dude, I 
need lovers, I'll send them to you. And I was like, I was looking around the humidor and I was like, shit, I have like these STKs. And like, this is a one-off that Grant Habano did or the son of Grant Habano did like 10 years ago. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Did you, did you ever have the George Rico American Puro? I did. I did. That cigar was for, for having like, that's the best fire cured cigar, in my opinion, I've ever had. Because it was a perfect amount of fire cured in it. I agree. I agree. So I used to buy Grand Habano number fives by the box, by the, they had like 50 uh, cabinets, right? Like yeah. Grand those are, I, I don't know if they had 50 cabinets or something like that, but I used to buy the hell out of Grand Habano because yeah. it was cheap. I could buy good quality stick, Habano wrapper. Like it was funny. Yeah. Great cigar. And unfortunately, a brand you're seeing less. I mean, you see them plenty in the catalogs, but as far as like coming out with new cigars and being on the, the, the radar, you're not seeing them that much. That was, it was like basically that and the Rocky Patel Edge where, you know, what we had out here in Vegas, at least. I mean, I know California is very, very close. Texas isn't too far away. But like for us out here, it was like Rocky Patel Edge, Grand Habano and like maybe Padron 3000, 2000 series. And maybe some like original Tatuaje P series. Those were like the, the solid cheapos back in the day. And the P, the P is a white label, right? Yeah. Yeah. Another, another brand that you have a long historyed relationship with, Michael. One of these days, man, I'll actually meet Pete. He has an affinity for wine and spirits, and uh, I mean, I always yep. the Willette bourbon on his thing. One day we'll uh, we'll talk. I'm sure. Yeah. He see he seems like a really cool dude too. Yeah. Have you have you tried his wine? So I've never personally tried his wine. I never have. I mean the the bourbon that he lists, the Willette stuff, like we've we've had that in the market for a while and that's solid quality juice, like great whiskey. Even though my company doesn't distribute it, like it's it's great juice. Um his wine I haven't personally tried. But for me it was like that was the that was the spark, you know, because I was I was working for a financial company. I was a loan officer out here in Las Vegas when I was like 19 for J.P. Morgan Chase. And we didn't even have bank branches out here. We really didn't. And I was I was doing home loans. The market, unbeknownst to me, was getting ready to go to shit. And my boss was like a huge Cuban aficionado. So he had like the big, um, the hell's the name of the company that I'm, I'm blanking now. He had like this humongous humidor in his office and all of these boxes of Cuban cigars, the Hoya de Monte's, the H. Upman's, the Monte Cristo's, the Party Series D number fours, anything that you wanted, right? I think that Cohiblo, uh, Cohiba Siglo 6 was 10 bucks a stick back then. And uh, for these days. Yeah, I mean, like, we're talking about $100 stick cigars nowadays, right? Uh, and I remember he was just like, whatever you want, let's smoke it on our, on our lunch break or whatever. And he, like, really got me <laughs> cigars. So I thought that that was the, you know, the adage. And then... I remember going to Cigar Box and them talking about Dion Giolito. 
and then Tatuaje kind of came onto the scene at the same time. And it was like those two were guys that were in California or, New- or Nevada. And they were working at cigar shops, but also had a tie into it. And when I got sent out for training, it was, I was in Miami and the guy who I was, who was part of my training group for JP Morgan Chase was like, Hey, have you ever had a Don Pepin uh, black label? And I'm like, no, who is Don Pepin? Who is that? And he's like, oh, it's a black label. It's the JJ black label. Try it. And I'm sitting there and I smoke it that first night. And I'm just like, it's a really good stick. And that's when I went home and I bought those blue label Lanceros that you, mm-hmm. you know, you have now. And I was just like, man, like these are amazing cigars from Nicaragua, from, you know, I, I had known Padron and I had known Fuente, but not like huge into it. Yeah. I was more on the Cuban side. And like when I got introduced to Tatuaje, it was the first time that I saw somebody that not only had the quality of tobacco, but they knew how to market. They knew yes. how to market to such a, you know, they knew their audience. They knew how to market it. And it was, it was well before I worked in the alcohol industry too, where I saw marketing at a even bigger level, but he just, he knew how to sell it, man. Like, yeah. And the answer great. And he had, he had the quality to back it up. Absolutely. Like some, some of my very favorite cigars when getting into the hobby was the, the brown label. Like those, those cigars, especially like in 2008, you know, like first starting to get into it, having that cigar was just taking it to another level. Like from, from having like, you know, yeah. punch, you know, like very basic brands like that going from that to like a brown label Tatawahe is just another world. They're freaking phenomenal. It's like the, the Unicos, the, I know DJ, you don't like torpedoes that much, but the Unicos in the brown label is just a phenomenal cigar. Just beautiful cigar. While still making the P series, while still making the white label, like still having a $5, $7 stick that, you know, if you didn't want to spend the money on the Unicos or the brown label, like you could still get that. You know, this yeah. is well before Monsters. This is well before everything else. That All the lim- yeah. labels, right? Yeah. But- so, so, guys, question for both of you. What is a cigar that you absolutely loved and wish it could be put back in the, into production that is discontinued now? If you had to pick one cigar. Hard-hitting question, brothers. <laughs> Job is a great question. I have. <laughs> so the only one that I know of that was discontinued that's still sold, the one that's exclusive by uh, Famic Smokes. The uh, LX2. Yeah. The CEO LX2. It's a good cigar. That's, I mean, t- technically it's not discontinued though, since it's still being yeah. sold, but, you know, it at some point, I, I remember looking for that cigar like two or three years ago. Couldn't find it anywhere. Like, you know, new. Like, I think fam- <laughs> the famous changed the box of it, too. It's, it's a different box. So I think they just rebranded it a little bit and came out with a new variant of it. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I've only been smoking cigars since like 2019. So I have had a chance to have them really disappear on me. Or yeah. at least that I know was discontinued. Yeah. 
It'll it'll happen, DJ. It'll happen. What 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 about what about you, Michael? That's a really good question. I've I've I'm sitting here and I'm pondering like what what would be the one? I I don't know. I feel like there there have been so many. I I was really fortunate, right? Like I came into it probably around the same time as you, Matt, where like there was Opus, there was Padrone, there were there were all of these sticks that were so um, such titans in the industry. And then all of a sudden it was like there was Pete Johnson, Dion Giolito, Matt Booth, you know, all of these guys that were doing these boutique operations. And then all of a sudden it's like AJ pops up and does his thing. This person pops up and does their thing. You have George Rico and his son doing, uh, my father, you know, like DJ and I were going back and forth about that on YouTube the other day. Like how good was Don Pepin and then to make Tatuaje happen with Pete Johnson, and then to do the entire My Father line right thereafter with his- Also, also, also don't forget, when Padilla started, he was using My Father. Yeah, yeah. And that, in, my, in my opinion, that's when Padilla was at its way best, in, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Don Pepin is Don Pepin. Like you call him Don for a reason. He is he is the Godfather. Like that is that is one of those names that is so synonymous. And even even now, whenever I go into a local B and M and I grab a blue label, or I see a blue label, I grab it because I'm just like, I know what it is. I know that Don Pepin's never steered me wrong. Like he's one of the reasons why I'm sitting here talking to you guys tonight. Like, so I guess. The Don Papine blue label Lanceros that I gifted that, you know, I, I only have a few left. Those are still, those are one of those that I wish wasn't discontinued. So um, that, that, that size is discontinued because they still make the blue label, right? They still make the blue label. That size to my knowledge is discontinued. Maybe you might be able to find them on a secondary market, but I believe that the Lanceros, those, the, and I mean, like, even if they are right, like, I feel that that particular vintage, that that time frame for those was different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing that I wish, like, <clears throat> it's funny because had you have asked me that question last year, I probably would have said that, like, the Tatuaje Frank was one of those ones that I wish was never, like, not brought back. Because I always, like, for me... I kind of had this moment where I stopped buying Tatuaje Monster Lines, which is really funny, right? Because, like, I did the whole entire Halloween episode thing in the studio because I wanted to tie in the fact that alcohol marketing and cigar marketing are not that much different. Mm -hmm. And Tatuaje Halloween Line was the first time that you really saw that, I felt, on the grand stage where they took a holiday and they said, this cigar is about this holiday. And everybody was like, I want it, whatever it is, don't care what the price. And like, it was, it, it wasn't expensive. It was $13 a stick. Some retailers marketed it up cause they're dicks, but whatever it was, right? Like they, you know, that was about the holiday and it was about the cigar was about the holiday. Like, yeah. right. Bailey's does a flavor every year for Valentine's Day, for, you know, winter, for summer, for, you know, all of these alcohol companies do it. So that was the first time that you saw it where like a cigar brand took over a whole holiday and it was all about that. 
And, yeah. you know, had you have asked me that question last year, I would have said the Tetsuahe Frank, because it was the first one, was the one that I wanted to see the most come back. And it did. It really did. And I hope that he does it again, because he was able to <clears throat> replicate what I felt like I tasted <laughs> here with that friend so well. Yeah. Was, was, he, was, the original, was the original Frank a double Corona? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Same size. Same size. Yeah, I, I have a couple of the Redux. I haven't had one yet. They're so good, man. They really are. They, they did such a good job, like, years down the road, reenacting that blend and, and recreating that. I, I thought it was superb. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'd have to say the cigar that's discontinued now that I wish they would bring back or just in limited quantities or whatever that I'd want the most would be the Oliva Special S. I don't know if you've had that cigar, I've heard of that cigar, but it was like the V before the V came out. And every size was a diadema or like, I think they had a torpedo as well, but it was so creamy, just so freaking like, and I'm not even that big on Oliva to begin with, but the Oliva Special S, freaking phenomenal. An absurdly good cigar. I got it. Take a shout out to uh, to Cody. You know, I had to include Bailey's because it was the first thing that came to mind because I saw that you had joined the chat, Cody. I apologize. <laughs> Bailey's isn't the only one that does a seasonal release, but uh, when Bailey's does it, they do it right too, man. Like uh, Valentine's Day, pumpkin spice, all that stuff. You guys are good. You're all good. <laughs> Supposedly, as like a pumpkin spice cigar that I, I'd like to find, the Oliva Nub. They, they have a pumpkin spice Oliva nub? There's a... Uh, uh, shit, what's the channel? They started out doing cigar reviews. Now they review, like, everything. It's like a phrase. I can't think of their name right now. Talking about... There you have it. Something like that? I think it's There You Have It. Yeah, I, I've heard of them. I've heard of them before. I'm not, not too familiar. They started doing cigar reviews, and now they review, like, literally any type of food. I mean, good thing to diversify right now, that's for sure. Yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> like, guys, uh, they, they, it's, it's a good channel to watch. It's fun. But, yeah, they found a pumpkin spice by Nub, and I was like, I would – I think it's called, like, Harvest or something not pumpkin spicy because I think dudes would buy a pumpkin spice cigar. I'd buy a pumpkin spice cigar. In a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, delicious. In a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a good time. Mm -hmm. I and, uh, my wife for her affinity towards pumpkin spice stuff. She can see me right now through the through the door and yeah, I'm getting about that. But yeah. Like ah. he loves anything pumpkin spice. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? So the and one one other cigar that I wish they could bring back that that's been discontinued. Well, it's I think it's still being made to some degree, but the original Padilla 1932s made by my father Ooh. were phenomenal. Freaking freaking phenomenal cigars. Anything anything Padilla that was made at my father's factory back in the day, fantastic smokes. The Miami was fantastic too. That was a great question, dude. 
That was a really, really good question. I was not prepared for it at all. But I think, uh, too, you, Lafleur Dominicana still does the um, the chapter series. That, but, yeah, like, they, how good – they had they had the chapter one, the Capitulo two, the Capitulo two, and then nothing after that. So that would probably be another one to like bring back the chapter line. Like that was like continue on with it? Yeah. Yeah, make something new. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's make, it's just it's kinda of weird how they just stopped it too. I, I thought that it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I've only had one of the Capitulo 2s, but uh, I love the Chapter 1. Fantastic cigar. The Chapter 1 was really, really good, man. Like, that was a solid smoke. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, did that question. I think that's the really the only, like, question I had, like, lined up for you guys tonight, really. But, um, but yeah, uh, where are you guys at with your, with your Room 101? Yeah, right, right there. <laughs> yeah. And I'm starting saying our only topics were going to be why cats are better than dogs and why they should bring back prohibition. But Michael is so late, I didn't bring it up. Oh, <laughs> I are dogs. Wow, that's amazing. So I have I have two dogs out here with me right now. I have three cats inside staring at me. Not all three. One of them. One of them staring. <laughs> um, so my short answer, why cats are better than dogs, because cats make you earn their affection. That's the only thing. Um, it was a but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your other question to start off the night? The question is, is that they should bring back Prohibition. I was taking shots at both of y'all. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that worked very well the first time they did it, right? <laughs> The Volstead Act that kind of that kind of messed up some shit. Um, no, up through the roof, or anything. Nothing bad happened at all. <laughs> Prohibition. We're already we're we're already at that right now. We got the PCA trying to fight our flavored cigar battles. I can't even give you flavored Friday cigars anymore. He's it's gonna die. Everyone's like, it's not gonna happen. I'm like, no. This time, I'm pretty sure it, it's it's looking like it's, which like, is like weird. On so, mm -hmm. so sorry, like, like, like on a federal level, it's it's like it's looking pretty imminent. Really hard and getting rid of anything menthol, which is really weird. Yeah, like they're going after menthol cigarettes right now. Like it's just not good at all. If, even like flavored uh, chewing tobacco like Snoops, which isn't even really a chew because it's just a packet that you put in your mouth. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They think like, kids are just all cigarettes for fun. I'm like. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh, it's it's uh, I, it's not looking good. Yeah. Which is a shame. Because that's, I mean, it, it, it is true that uh, flavored cigars is a good way to get more people into cigars because it works. But it's not like, it's not a gateway drug. Like, it's not... It's a gateway me, cigar. Yeah, let me... <laughs> Yeah, let me skip straight to, to crack after that. That's the obvious progression that they go to. Dude, yeah. like, he sell hard seltzer right now. Mm-hmm. 
are literally people that would love to have a pineapple soda water that has alcohol in it. Yeah. 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 But yet you can't have a cigar that's flavored like gin or a cigar that's flavored like coffee. That doesn't doesn't make any sense. It's like it's already regulated. You have to show your ID. Like, just let them... Yeah, they they already bumped the age up to twenty one. I I don't see many kids in high school going to get a flavored cigar. That's not why they're buying cigars at the like. Let's be. Honest. No. I was weirdo at nineteen that was like, I would love to try that cigar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, do you guys remember the first cigar you've ever smoked? Hundred percent. Yeah. So you you remember DJ two? Yeah. What what was, was it? the uh, the Perdomo, uh, not Perdomo, yeah, Perdomo, uh, and it was awful because I left it on a, it was in my backpack on a shoot all day, and then I left it on a counter for a week, and then I smoked it. It was you horrible. Didn't you, you didn't know that it, that it needed humidification. Jeez, you no. didn't smoke cars. And, and someone was like, yeah, put it in a Zippo baggie and put it in your fridge. And then I'm like, no, that's the opposite. That dehydrates it. Like, that's that's not what you want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I got it for free, so I was like, okay, I'll smoke it, and it was horrific, and I had nothing. I had, like, the cheap sulfur matches, and that's it. So I had no way to cut it, so I ripped the top off. I smoked it with gross matches, and I'm like, this is stupid. Why would anyone ever do this? And then I got more, a couple more free cigars given to me because my profile picture at my job was me with an, uh, uh, an e-cigar because I just wanted to do a photo shoot, yeah. and I just had you like cigars, have the rest of these. And it was a uh, Romeo e Julia, uh, the Red Reserve. And that was good. And a, uh, what's that other brand? Cornelius and Anthony. Uh, it was okay. uh, Signori Sugar. So it was like both opposite sides of the spectrum. Liked both of them and kept up with it. Do you, uh, do you remember the first box of cigars that you ever bought? I have never bought a box. Fuck. You, you're such a lucky bastard, Jimmy. DJ. And then y'all send me so much that I'm like, I, where would I put it? Yeah. That, and that, that's, that's the issue. It, it's, I mean, it's a first world problem, but like, you know, having space to hold all your cigars, that's a, you know, it does become an issue, a huge issue. Yeah. Well, it, it, it so Dan emailed me when he sent me my latest package. I think that video opened today. And he's like, I know you're running, sending you a container to hold them in. I'm like, okay, awesome. So he did. So now I have an extra little, but my, my closet shelf that like you put, you know, board games and shit in when we were kids, that is where I put my humidors. And it's getting to a point where it's bowing in the middle. So I'm like, I got to find a new spot because this ain't working. Dude. We gotta we gotta get new air on board. New, new air come to save the day. <laughs> I don't think my is family friendly enough for anyone to sponsor. At least on YouTube for now. Yeah. Oh hey, what's up, Carrie? Welcome to the show, man. But but no, I got uh, my, my, Michael first cigar. So first cigar I ever smoked. First, the first cigar that I ever smoked. So. I had some cigarillos before, and I'm not going to say if somebody had unpacked them and packed them with something other than tobacco. <laughs> I'm going to say that 
at the house parties that I was going to, there were plenty of Swisher Sweets and Black and Milds and different things around that I had tried. But the first legitimate cigar that I ever tried, I had rented a tower suite room at the Mirage Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. And I rented it out. We had this party there for all the like people that I knew and stuff like that. I was in college at the time at UNLV. And um, one of the guys who was a little bit older than me that I worked with, he came up to me and he was like, hey, man, do you smoke cigars? And I'm like, no, I don't. I didn't know what the differential was with it. I was like, no, man, I smoke Swisher Sweets. And he's like, oh, okay, you smoke Swisher Sweets. So you know what tobacco kind of tastes like. And I'm like, what do you mean you, I know what tobacco kind of tastes like? And he's yeah. like, well, you know what it kind of tastes like? You don't know what it tastes like. And... He brought me down to the gift shop at the Mirage. We went down there. They had three different cigars. They had the Romeos, Intubo, Dominican, 18. I think that it's 1875 is what they call them now. But yeah. Romeo, Julieta, Intubos. And then they had um, some sort of Cohiba. And they had like a Monte Cristo, right? All General Cigar Co., all, you know the run-of-the-mill Dominican or Nicaraguan kind of smokes, right? And we went to the gift shop. We grabbed these Romeos and Tubos. We took them out, Churchill's, smoked them. And I'm sitting there, and he's kind of going over how to smoke it, what to taste, what to think about. And I'm sitting there at the end of the night. It's like 3 a.m. in the morning at Mirage after this big hotel party. And I'm in there, and I'm like, man, this is, like, really, really delicious. Like, why is this so different than all of the Swisher Sweets and Black and Milds and everything else that I've tasted before in my life? And he looked at me and he was like, well, there's no weed in them. <laughs> like, and then he was like, you know, they're actual like premium tobacco. And I remember going down the street to the local tobacco shop that I had the following week. And I was just like, I went in there, I met the owner, and I was like, hey, um, I smoked a Romeo y Julieta. It was in a tube. It was in a, a tube. And he's like, yeah, yeah, this one over here. And I'm like, yeah, that one right there. Um, I want to buy that. And I also want you to tell me, what is like that? And he's just like, oh, okay, follow me over here. And he's just like, this is a Fuente short story. This is a this, that, or the other. He's like, this is, you know, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, whole, like, what, what is this that I just walked into? You know? Yeah. And it was the, that was one of the aha moments for me, but that was the very first cigar that I ever smoked was a Dominican Romeo and Julieta that I bought at the Mirage gift shop. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, similar similar with mine the just a uh, punch classico just like a little rothschild punch you know nothing special at all um sure and but the the first aha cigar i've ever had where it's just like i smoked it and i really freaking liked it was just the normal short story Arthur yeah. Quentin. that that was the first cigar i was like now i understand why people really like this because this cigar is so flavorful and I guess that Cameroon wrapper. And I, I think I think even up to this day, still have a very soft spot for Cameroon wrapper because of that. Yeah. 
when I when I went to that cigar shop and I remember Will, the owner of that cigar shop, he still owns it, still around to this day in Las Vegas. And I still go there every so often. But I remember him showing me the short story and I remember how enamored I became with the Hemingway line just in general. Mm -hmm. That was the starting point for me. Like that was the aha for sure. Yeah. Right. It wasn't my first cigar, but it was definitely the first one that I ever fell in love with. Yeah. Hey, J Jimmy, do you, do you remember your aha cigar where it's like you smoked it and you really liked it? Yeah, it, it was that uh, both of those, the, 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 the two and the three that I smoked, the Romeo and the, uh, the Signori Sugar. Probably the Signori Sugar more than anything. I haven't smoked it since, which is odd. But I just didn't. Uh, are, are, they, are they still around? Cornelius and Anthony, are they still around? I believe so. I honestly don't know. They're, I, I don't go into too many cigar shops anymore because, I, like I said, I ran out of space. Yeah. But I haven't, I've only seen them in the fourth CI. I haven't seen them anywhere else. Yeah. Probably like a year ago. Yeah. I Another brand that I don't have much experience with, but I've, I've definitely seen them around, but it's been a while since I, I have seen them. Yeah. The, the band is cool. And, but they're like, from what I pretty hit and miss as far as people actually liking them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Martin has the worst review. The roof, worst cigar I ever smoked was a Cornelius and Anthony. Oh, okay. That's, 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 that's a, it's a unique marketing form there. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's the video on his channel, and it's it's that one. Come on Sunday, and I'm like, all right, all right. I think I've only smoked two of their cigars, and they were okay. But yeah. really, it's it's just cool ass lettering with the band, and I'm like, this it's a nice logo, but I I think they go for like not crazy expensive, like ten to thirteen dollars out in Texas, so more expensive elsewhere. But it was a good cigar. What what is the best cigar smoking experience? you guys have ever had all together, not just the cigar but the cigar and the experience that you were like whatever you're doing at that time both combined what was the best cigar smoking experience you've ever experienced hmm. so we have a lot of strip clubs in las vegas <laughs> great, great way to start off a story <laughs> right um <laughs> So my best, my best experience was that same cigar shop that I talked about where, you know, I found the Arturo Fuente. It was down the street from my house. It was a very pivotal point for me because I was like 19. I was unemployed for the first time in my life since being employed at 15 and a half. And um, I went there every day as refuge just to learn more about cigars and also to like try to figure out what I was going to do with my life. But there were a couple of locker members there and members of the cigar club that one of them was like, Hey, have you ever tried a Cuban cigar? And I'm like, no, I never have. And he had Monte Cristo A's at the time in his locker. And he opens up the locker. He hands me a Monte Cristo A. And then another guy had a bottle of uh, vintage port, like Graham's 1990 or 92 vintage port. Yeah also had a box of Belgium dark chocolates and he's like okay here's what you do you 
Take a puff of your cigar. Exhale. Then go and have a sip of your port. And then take a bite of dark chocolate. And I had, you know, I was not involved in the industry whatsoever. I was working in finance and retail before that. I'm 19 years old. Let's say 21 for Instagram that I was legal to, to drink alcohol. Um, you know, because I don't want to out anybody. But, like, you know, I was there and it was camaraderie. It was people, you know, from all walks of life. And they were all coming together to share this experience where they were handing out a Monte Cristo A, a you know, a little sip of port and some dark chocolate. And I saw all of that working together. And I was just like, you know, th there's one guy over here who's a multimillionaire, can literally buy this whole entire lounge, but yeah. came here just to hang out and is enjoying the same thing that me, a 19-year-old dude, is also enjoying whilst you know, the guy who, who has it. And it was just, that was the, um, that's the moment that I'll always reference because it changed how I thought about everything. I was just like, wow, like this can be so much more than just a guy chewing on a cigar, smoking a cigar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Could be a lot more than that. Yeah. Could be a lot more. And that, that was, early on, that was early on for you too. Mm -hmm. Really early on. Like, I was probably only going there for, like, maybe two or three months when I lost my job. And then I started going there, like, three times a week. Because <laughs> it was just like, you know, I was, I was trying out cigars. I was getting to know everybody in the lounge and everything. And I was just like, you know, this is my place. This is what I do. It's down the street from my house. I go. I pick out a new cigar, whether it's five bucks, ten bucks, whatever. You know, call it a day. Yeah, yeah. What what about you, DJ? Strip club involved too? Uh, no, no strip clubs for me. Uh, so the probably best experience was it wasn't a great cigar. It was a couple of years ago. I went to California and I was taking my my brother and my dad had slowly started getting into cigars because I did, and I took him to this small shop in Riverside, tiny little humidor. But the guy was really knowledgeable, and we were going through the whole relationship between uh, Tatawahe and my father, and he's just really just going into all the stories and how, like, the cigar industry, at least the the some of the brands, it's like it's like medieval times where they 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 you know they intermarried together to make to make brands, and it's really cool experience just learning all this knowledge back and forth about different brands, and then uh, getting getting them into cigars. It was it was not a good cigar though. It was the uh, I paid like sixteen bucks for a Cao Bones, which was not fantastic. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, it was California pricing, man. I went in there and I was like, oh, that's a I got like a thirty dollars cigar that I can get for eight bucks in Texas. But okay. Uh, but recently, probably the best cigar I've smoked as of late was the uh, Jacob's Ladder, which was also just a fun experience because it was like. I was getting not burnt out, but just like you notice a lot of cigars taste the same and they have the same notes, they have the same thing and they slap a new label on it. And that one was so different that it just it was it was fun again. Yeah. Uh, and because it's there's just a lot that's lather, rinse, repeat with a different label or a different brand. And they try and use flowery marketing, but that one was just straightforward and it was really good.
Yeah, getting that that experience of learning more of the industry was probably my favorite part. Just going into all the different relationships between different people in the industry, man. It's cool. How about awesome. yourself? Uh, it's, well, yeah, the the first the inter, the kind of like the medieval aspect of like you know this family and this family getting together. Like literally, Pete Johnson is married to Don Pippen yeah. Garcia's daughter. Like that's literally they came together in, in that yeah. regard. That was but, the story. Uh, but. My, I'd say the one experience that stands out the most for me is I was like 21 or 22. I was still living at home with my parents in Corona, California, and they had a back patio with, you know, TV out there, very nice setup for a cigar smoker. And um, I was within like maybe a year and a half of getting into the hobby. And I, I had my very first Tadawahe, uh, Kahonu 2003, which is, you know, a, a good cigar, but for whatever reason, that night, that cigar was just impeccable. It was the most flavorful, freaking beautiful smoking experience I ever had. And I was watching for the first time, I don't know if you guys uh, have seen this movie, uh, Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. It's like a really cheesy 80s comedy. Yeah. And I just, like and I was dead sober too and I was 21 you know I was a young stupid kid but I was dead sober smoking this cigar enjoying the hell of it watching my ass off by myself in my in my parents backyard watching this movie and it's like that entire experience encapsulated in itself was just the most fun like like nerdy unique cigar smoking experience I've ever had that and that's and I've had that cigar since the uh, Kahonu 2003 Good cigar, but none of them had even come close to being like amazing like that cigar was that night. Yeah. So there's there's something about that. There's a time and space thing that you know we've talked about before, but there's there's definitely something about like that that moment, you know, and like how the camaraderie and and whatever, like the Monte Cristo A that I smoked that day. That. Probably, if if somebody can find a Monte Cristo A Cuban right now, it's probably a hundred dollar plus cigar, right? It's not worth it, in my opinion, to go yeah. out and buy that cigar. But there's something about like time and place, right? And the fact that that was me kind of like being accepted into the group, and you know yeah. how significant that was at my local tobacco shop. Yeah. and that so it's it's very very interesting like how your surroundings and your pairings can also influence what it is that you're smoking and that's why like i mean my whole entire thing was never to bite on anybody else that was already doing cigar reviews it was always about like the pairings and what you can what you can add to the element of smoking a cigar to make it that much better right yes absolutely because there, there's so there's so many factors involved into the overall enjoyment of a cigar, of each cigar. So many factors. So many. Mm. Yeah, even like you're just, just you, what kind of day you had, what mood you're in, all yeah. that. That's why yeah. it's funny when people get so critical of cigar videos, which I don't even, like, it's a review, but like, it's a narrow perspective of how you're supposed to have this cigar. And I'm like... <sighs> It's, it's too much to be uppity about, man. You're smoking a leaf. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're smoking plants, man, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I think so when when you guys started your channel, what was your objective when you started your channel or one of your main objectives or objectives? And has that changed now as you're doing it, as you've been, you know, doing your channel for the amount of time that you've been doing it? Like, has that, what were your objectives and have those changed now that you're like deep into doing it? Dude, it was to make fat stacks, man. It was about being a multimillionaire. Like, look at this set. You don't, you <laughs> get this kind of set right here without getting that paper from Drew Estate and Tatuaje and everybody. Come on now. <laughs> Objective A. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I think that for me, it was, um, I already saw my, my colleague was already doing cocktail videos and he asked me, he was like, what do you want to, what do you want to do? Do you want to come on my channel and talk about cocktails? And just do like the cocktail episode every Wednesday and, and be the cocktail guy on Wednesday. And I was like, dude, man, I've seen I have seen people that know nothing about cocktails, have millions of followers and stuff like that on on social media. Yeah. I don't really care about all of that. Like, believe me, I would love to just quit my day job tomorrow and just make cocktails in my living room. But <laughs> I also don't really want to do that. Like, I, I, I love them. I, I love making drinks, and I love all of the stuff that goes with the alcohol industry. But, like, I also don't want to have, like, 5 million people follow me because of the fact that I make cocktails and I look kind of douchey about doing all that. Like, that that was never, like, the thing for me. For me, it was – I always said it like this. If you asked me – do you want to smoke cigars for the rest of your life and never drink? Or do you want to drink for the rest of your life and never smoke cigars? I would have to honestly answer by saying that I would give up drinking tomorrow to smoke cigars for the rest of my life. Hmm. So even though that's my business, that's what I make my money on. That's what provides me the house and everything. It's not my, I'll never love it as much as I love cigars. And be honest about that. Like that was that was the reason for making the channel. It was me being honest for the first point in time in my life and saying this is something that I'm passionate about more than anything else. Do you think it'd be different if the if it was reversed? Like if you made your money through cigars, would alcohol then be your passion? No. That's good. No, I don't. Because because for me, I can honestly and openly say that as much fun as I have, like I am a, I'm a really, really happy drunk. I've been here for the last two hours, completely inebriated, right? And I've had a great time. But that's because of you guys. That's not because of the fact that I was drinking out at an event before. It's because of all the, you know, it's because I like you so much. I, I you're able to do this and share this with everybody right like for the very very first time like i was i was hyped up about this all day the whole entire week everything i mean we were talking we were talking about it i've been hyped up all day about it and it's funny because i was the latest and probably the only late person to the party but like <laughs> this this means the world to me you know like i i honestly would not miss this for anything and it was it was one of those things where 
the whole entire day I was talking about it, the whole entire day I was all about it. And, you know, even when I was at my event tonight at work, making sure that everybody got home okay and the tab and all that stuff, I was just like, guys, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get home. And they're like, why? What do you have to do? It's eight, you know, it's seven o'clock at night. And I'm like, I gotta go live on Instagram. <laughs> and yeah. I have grown ass people with you know alcohol alcohol rep jobs that are just like sitting there like you got to go live on instagram to talk yeah. about cars that's what you have to do right now and i'm like yeah yeah that's what i gotta do. and they're just like okay well we we know that you love it man we see it every single day you post your you know your stuff so yeah, yeah. for me like had i made money in cigars i probably would still love cigars i don't know though right like Anything that you have to do for a job, it's one of those, like, I have had moments where since starting the channel, I've woken up and I've been like, you know, I should probably do a cigar review right now because the weather's nice, there's no work, it's the weekend, and I should smoke that stick that Matt sent me or that this person sent or that, you know, that I bought, and I'm like, I just woke up. Like, I have to eat something. I have to, you know, like I, you, uh, you blur the lines where it's like part of what you think of as a part-time job. And then part of what you think of as like a, something that you enjoy doing as a hobby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, and I think we probably all had that moment. Oh yeah. When you, when you feel yeah. like you're a job that you make no money at. Well, and that's, it's a passion. And yeah. That's like my, my wife, she, she says like, you put so much work into your channel. You, you do this, you do like, for me, it's not work for me. It's just like, it, it's there, there are times where it's like, I'd rather smoke a cigar for enjoyment than review, which I, I do. It's that's, it's important to do that to make sure that to ensure you don't get burnt out. But for me, like doing the channel is not work. Like it, it's the furthest thing from work because I love the passion. I love the hobby of cigars and like, right. it's, it, I understand there's a lot of hours put into it. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of research and everything that, that we put into our, our videos and especially you guys with your editing and your, you know, your sets and all that stuff. It's time consuming, but for me, it's just, it hasn't been work and it, it I don't, I've been doing it consistently for you know almost a year now and it still doesn't feel like work i get like i think of it as in a sense of like i get to smoke a cigar like that's that's freaking awesome you know yeah. like a, and and you know just in front of a camera it's a little different just talking the the hardest thing starting the channel just you know a little side note the hardest thing starting the channel i'm sure you heard other people talk about this is talking into the void is talking into the, into the lens of the camera and coming yeah. off now for the longest time, like, and you probably saw it in like in my earlier reviews, it is not comfortable. I am, I was so uncomfortable just being in front of the camera, just talking like to, you know, to nothing. It's just, it, that for me, that was like the closest thing I could imagine being considered to be work for the channel. It's just to, to get used to it, you know? Yeah. So. But it's, it's never, it, I never think of it as like work. I never think of it as like, you know, a responsibility. It's a, it's something, it's a passion of ours. And that's, that's the way that I think I'll always 
you know, can't, can't predict the future, but from, there's nothing uh, that is really making me think that it could be any, that I could feel any other way about it. So. That's awesome. But, but yeah, the, uh, as far as like my, my intention of like why I started the channel was the, the, you know, the, the Tiki Torch God, the Brian, Brian Glenn watching him for so many years. Like he's very, very good reviews, but there's one thing he's missing. What's, what's Brian Glenn missing in his cigar reviews? Um, energy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> passion i don't know uh no, no no we talked about this though like brian brian is um he's missing like ah uh, you, you explain it because you, you do a far better job because like for me so i never watched i never watched anybody review cigars until I started doing it. Yeah. I found yeah. you. And then I watched Subgar Obsession and, you know, everybody, everybody that I possibly could. Right. Because yeah. I wanted to know, like, how far off the beaten path am I? But yeah. But, but yeah, where, where, where you're at. But for, for me, like, I love Brian Glenn and I, I've always watched his reviews since I started getting into the hobby. But the one thing he's missing is a quality score. He never actually rates his quality of experience with the cigar that he's smoking so that and that's that's like for me it's like i i want there i want there to be you know i i guess uh i wanted it so i tried to become it i want there to be a brian glenn who actually rates cigars and that's so i have a quality score do you don't but your 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 thing is is your pairings is your your biggest thing that that's the thing that you focus right. on the most but you also you will like you say i think you you uh you mentioned this in probably multiple of your videos but about you don't really showcase cigars that you wouldn't really recommend smoking to begin with yep you know that that kind, that's just kind of embedded in into what you do um but yeah, for Brian, Brian Glenn, you know, I love, have loved that guy for a long time. And, you know, there's, uh, 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 talk to Jimmy about this. There's reasons why, like, you know, the, especially starting to get into reviewing like I am now, why I'm put off by him just a little bit. But like, there's one thing that I've always felt that he was missing, and that was a quality score. So that's what, that, that was like my main intention of the channel. It's like, I want there to be somebody who's, who's consistent, who can, I actually can like trust their palate, but I can also like, you know, really gather whether they actually like the cigar or not. Yeah. Know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I do think that it's important and that's why like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in the most recent review videos, I've tried to always say, do I think that it's like, try a single if you come across it try a five pack yeah. or try and in updating masteryourash.com one of the things that i want to do with the new website rollout is i still want it to be all about the pairing right there will be a, a score based on how i feel like certain points of the cigar fit but that's also going to combine with 
what I feel like the pairing was overall that I paired it with. So like, I'm essentially not judging the cigar. I'm judging my own ability to pair it with something on the fly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I will state, okay, in this video that you can watch on YouTube right now or Rumble or whatever platform <laughs> allows us to exist, right? Um, I paired it with this. This is what I thought the pairing was overall. This is what I thought the cigar was overall. So there will be a point to that and there will be a point to this. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's kind of like where I, I fell on the pendulum of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, and- Brian never really said like that he preferred this over that or that over this. Yeah. And like, and that's, and that's, that's totally, that's, you know what? He he is where he is for a reason, and it works for him. Mm-hmm. You know that obviously, like he he was the first to do it. That that's great. Like you know he's he's not doing anything wrong by any means. No. It's just for for me personally, I want a clear answer as to like, do you recommend this one or not? Like, do you recommend I should spend my hard earned money on this cigar or not? You know, right. I, that's 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 the yeah. Like, I think. But sorry, sorry DJ. Uh, he. I was just, I was just saying a, a, a point you made just now, without actually making a point. He was the first to do it, and for a long time, he was the only one to do it. So I think that's one of the reasons he got to where he was. Is when you're the only light, that's where all the moths go. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's and you know he's he's benefited from from doing just that, from being the first yeah. and being consistent. Yeah, he he did it. I mean, and that's that's earned. Uh, yeah. But uh, DJ, as, as far as your intentions with your your channel when you started, and your intentions now, especially with all this recent crap going on with YouTube, has has that changed? Yeah. So I started really getting into cigars when, like, actually, and and posting about them and stuff like that was when I got furloughed back in 2020 as just another hobby to kind of delve into more. And I had another Instagram account that I didn't really post on and it wasn't really connected to anything. And enough people in my personal life were just like, start a YouTube channel. And I, I didn't really have any intentions. I was like, Hey, maybe, maybe someone will watch was like the first intention. And then enough people did. And I was like, it'd be really cool if I could find a way to smoke for free. And then that happened way sooner than I thought. So I was like, all right, let's, let's get to just a thousand subscribers. And then that happened. So I just keep moving the goalposts, but I didn't really have any intention. The, the biggest thing for the longest time was, was it seeing if anyone even was interested because what I do is different than most people. I mean, my, my metric isn't a, a full on scale. It's what I buy. I buy it for someone else. That's it. No. And you you have the gift of gab. Like you're the, you're the most natural on camera out of like, you know, a, a lot of people that, that are into, you know, cigar YouTube or cigar content. And unintentionally, I think that became kind of my goal because for the longest time, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't who I, I, I am on the outside, on the camera outside. <clears throat> It wasn't. I was a very closed off person for the longest, for majority of my life. I told people like it, it took till I hit thirty to really be me again, and doing helped that out a lot, and just just 
it, it's unabashed and it's this is this is who I am, I like it or not, I don't really care at this point. Because I've spent a long time being not this person. What, what would you say? Would you say that's probably the biggest benefit that you've come across by having your channel? Yeah, I, uh, I think the biggest benefit would be the amount of people that like this side of me. That's probably yeah. the biggest. Which is the biggest regret. I, I was this way, and then we moved when I was like in fourth grade, and for whatever reason, I shut down. And I didn't open back up for like the majority of my life. And then this doing YouTube just got back into it. I opened up more in general and then hopped into this. And I was like, you know what? Say that obscure thing that might make someone laugh because it made you laugh in your head. And then sure enough, I get people quote my own jokes in my comment section which is funny because i'll go back and i'm like i didn't say that to a video that i shot six months ago i'm like oh yeah i did yeah. okay so yeah. that yeah it's just kind of just moving the goalpost i don't really have a, a goal now besides to survive just <laughs> like <laughs> yeah just stay afloat yeah um yeah i don't i don't i don't know what the next the next thing would be and that's kind of what happened is, is i was like all right i hit a thousand and i'm like okay now what like, like, I, I didn't expect to, to, to pass that because a lot of people, especially when I started, when I started, there was a lot of people because of, of what was going on. They started YouTube channels and they were pumping out more content than I was and they weren't growing. And I was like, well, but I just won't grow either. And then I did. And not that I've like have a huge following, but compared to a lot of the people that started right before me or when I did, I passed them all. Yeah. And. It was cool to see them. I'm like, all right, just keep doing it. And every now and then I'm like, yeah, same thing what Michael said. I'm like, I, I should probably smoke a cigar and shoot a video right now because that beneficial to do that. And I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll go out and I'll, I'll shoot a bunch and I'll edit. And I'll be like, okay, I have videos shot for three weeks. They're all scheduled. They're good to go. And then three weeks will happen. I'm like, I have nothing for next week. So let me jump on this real quick. And it's just, it's just keeping up with it. Yeah, yeah. And my, my uh, Michael, Knowles, what, what would you say is the biggest benefit you've you've captured by having your channel so far for yourself? Um, for me, you know, like in uh, in my in my personal and professional world. I don't know if everybody in my professional world knew about my personal life to the extent that I enjoyed cigars as much as I did and that I, I don't feel as though I have the most knowledge about cigars, right? Like I, I have knowledge because I'm a nerd and because I <laughs> out on shit that only people like ourselves and the few of us out there that, I mean, like the 300 and I think it's 80 today subscribers that are on YouTube, there's probably a good 290 that nerd out to it about the exact same way that I do, right? Yeah. And I don't think that the people in my professional life would have known that I am so into it, right, without me actually doing it. So yeah. for me... One of the things that I'm always taken aback by is um, when the so-and-so property beverage director or mixologist or whatever goes, hey, 
I saw your video and you smoked the Davidoff Winston Churchill and you paired it with that. And I thought that was so cool. And I'm yeah. like, really? You watch this shit? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I mean, I know you and you posted it and I saw your Instagram and I was like, oh, this looks cool. And I smoke cigars too, right? So like for my personal benefit in my personal life. Um, one of the funniest things was just the amount of conversations with people that I was already acquaintances with people that I already knew that were like, Oh, I would love to grab a cigar with you because I had no idea that you were that into it. I just thought that maybe you were a dude that liked cigars every so often. Right. Occasionally. Yeah. And then there's also the ancillary benefit and the personal benefit from like being friends with you guys. Right. And you know, that's, that's kind of another thing in it. Because, like I said, you know, my colleague was already doing YouTube. And he was like, Oh, well, the angle is, you're another master mixologist who can make cocktails. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to be the master mixologist that tells people how to pair their cigars with cocktails and, you know, talks to them about spirits, but isn't a douche. Like, can <laughs> I? And he was just like, yeah, you could totally do that. As long as you're not a douche and as long as you want to do that, like you can do that. So, and, and that's like, um, cause I didn't have any, I, I had never, boys, I had never used a camera before outside of my cell phone Yeah. before doing this. I had no idea. So for me, it was like, oh, you have resources. You want to give them to me to like, let me actually smoke a cigar in your, I, I, all of those studio episodes are filmed at my colleague's house in his living room that is the brick and everything that is his living room that's where he films his episodes like master your glass and master your ash the studio ones are all his living room this is my backyard like we don't you know we're not we're not crazy about it we just we do what we do to make content right so like you know when it came to all of that like the personal benefit of getting to know you guys EKB and Jonos and everybody else who's been very, very receptive and communicated and stuff like that. I mean, like, that's been the biggest thing. And then, I mean, like, to, um, to that point, the brands, too. You know, there are, there are certain spirit brands that have asked me to speak because they've seen the stuff that I put out. There are certain cigar brands that have asked me to then talk to spirit brands. And, I mean, like, it's not it's not something that I'm going to retire off of or something that I'm going to make a, a great deal of money at, but it's nice to know that the people that I never thought were watching are watching. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, that's the funniest thing about all this is that you think that the people that are going to watch are going to watch like, Oh, there's going to be some guy or some gal who smokes cigars out in Miami. That's going to watch my channel and they're going to subscribe. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're going to be there too, but also it could be the person that you work with that <laughs> is like a closet cigar person with their dad or with their mom every so often. And they're just like, oh, this guy who I know is doing this. Like, I, I, I know that person. Like, I, I want to I talk to him about it because at least I know him. Like, I, I, don't, have to feel, um, I don't have to feel uncomfortable about asking somebody that I already know about their opinion because so much of this, and I mean, it's been that way since I, I'm sure we've all gotten into this. So much of it is like, there's this predisposed mantra that if you don't 
smoke cigars the right way, you know, you don't cut them, you don't light them, you don't um, smoke them the right way, that you're the asshole. Oh, yeah. Not the case, right? Like, everybody is different. So it works the same way with drinks. It's like, oh, well, if you don't make this the same way as that person, or you don't drink the drink the same way, or have the right garnish, or then you're the asshole. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, if they want their martini up, they have their martini up. They want it on the rocks, they have it on the rocks. Like, you don't have to all do it the same way. There's no exact science, yeah. yeah. No. 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 Yeah. For, for, me, for me, the biggest benefit, you know, like you, you stated, Michael, just getting to know you guys, like having uh, the access to people who are into the same thing just as much as you are, and then befriending you guys, talking, you know, like daily basis and everything. And just knowing that, like, there's like-minded people out there that are just as nerdy about this very niche thing as you are. And just nerding out together. That's, like, that's the thing that I just, I love the most. That's, like, you know, one of the biggest reasons why we started the channel is because we're nerds to begin with. So just, like, having the, the camaraderie, having the friendships, getting from, you know, spending time getting to know you guys and talking to you guys, that's the biggest personal benefit. Like, you know, there, there's, there's nothing greater than like, you know, finding these people, these very special people who you have this very special bond with. Like yeah. that's, that, that's not number one. And then the second, I wouldn't be, I, I never would imagine smoking some of the cigars that I smoke for the channel if I didn't have a YouTube channel, you know, just broadening your palate, you know? Right. Like th this, I wouldn't like, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how many reviews I've done, but there are so many cigars that I wouldn't have even begin to have thought to like even want to smoke uh, unless I had a channel. So that, that's the other benefit is just trying all this different shit that I've never would have thought to smoke before. That, that is a really, really good point because I remember. So like, when I first got into like cigars heavy, I remember, you know, I would buy the box of short stories. I'd buy the box of work of arts. I'd buy the boxes of um, Padrones and the, then it became the Tatuajes and so on and so forth, right? And I remember filling up the humidor with all the boxes, trying to age them and so on and so forth. And now every single time that I get an email from Cigar Page, where they're like, we have a box blowout, this, that, or the other thing. I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't buy a box right now because I got to smoke so many individual sticks from <laughs> mine or a different Vitola size or whatever. Yeah. Like, I can't just commit to 25 cigars. Even you, when you sent the, um, the Buffalo 10 thing over the weekend and you were like, dude, these are amazing. You guys should pick these up. And yeah. I'm, what am I going to do with 25 Buffalo 10 Connecticut's? Like, <laughs> I you last week. <laughs> like, they're $3.50 a stick right now. I, I should not pass this up. But, like, what? when am I going to smoke them is my problem. Like, I just don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a part of the curse of just uh, being of the like-minded the way we are. And like I, I was talking to DJ, like it's a first world problem. Like having, you know, just not having the space to keep everything, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but guys, it is getting late. It is almost 11 p.m. 
I really got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, so, so I, I think I think this is where we we should end uh, end the live cast tonight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. did. Uh, well, you guys did three hours. I did two. Well, I did one. Well, <laughs> we started at eight. Uh, yeah. Oh shit. Uh, eight, yeah. Almost. Shoot. But got, it's it's been a blast, guys. We got to do this more often. For, yeah, first, I, first of many, you know. And just, uh, just, uh, yeah, it's been a friggin' blast talking to shoot, shooting the breeze with you guys. Yeah, man. Likewise, likewise. I agree, man. It's, uh, it's nice for us all to come together, and we definitely have to do this again very, very soon. I'll be on time. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's D DJ. Do you have a, a great rest of your vacation and safe travels back home? It's been a, been a freaking blast, man. Definitely. Yeah, we're looking forward to this again. All right, all righty, guys. You guys have a great evening, and I'll, I'll talk to you very soon. All right. All right, Thanks, everyone, for coming by and checking it out. All right. Good, guys. All right. Bye, Matt. Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.